Here we go. I do believe we are live. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Break the Rules stream. I am your host, Lev Polyakov, and with us we have Travis Brown, director of the Woke Reformation documentary series, which is uh, ongoing right now, and uh, it's it's quite it's quite a thing to behold. I'm uh, loving the animation, all the guests that you have there, and I think that you are uh, fulfilling a very important role in the prophecy. What's the prophecy, you might ask? Well, it's going to be up to us to see what exactly the prophecy is going to be. But either way, it is a blessing to have you here, along with my main man, Giovanni Panacchietti, whose keyboard I keep hearing. So well, I'm promoting, I'm, I'm saying that I'm, we're going to talk about postmodernism. We are going to talk about postmodernism. That's going to be like the fish in the hook, right? I am, very, I am very excited for that. But Sorry. let's start with Travis. My mic is all hovering over the And we are also going to have uh, the Prudentialist coming in later, Uber Boy coming in at around uh, the uh, half uh, half hour mark but anyway Travis why do you do what you do why did you not decide just to go through you know the standard uh, blue empire system and uh, just be one of the bug men there uh, yeah <laughs> yes quite quite the question I, w- I want to start off by for anyone who doesn't know why I'm laying down I have really bad back pain so that's why I'm laying down and I also got zero sleep last night, so I hope that I'm coherent enough to answer your questions. But uh, uh, yeah, so, um, well, the real question would be, why did I not just uh, fill my time playing video games or do something else that was less anxiety producing? Yes. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, I felt really compelled to do this for a number of reasons, one of which just I live in Portland and I've just been seeing this woke social justice madness tear apart our city for well, for quite a while, but especially since 2020. Um, but I noticed some of some of the madness uh, really when Trump got elected. And uh, I, I wasn't really for Trump, but I certainly understood why certain people voted for him. And um, he, yeah, he seemed to act something uh, 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 almost like a catalyst for this stuff to take off. And then obviously George Floyd's death and COVID and a number of other things really skyrocketed all this stuff to, to fame, so to speak. Um, and so that that's one reason, just being concerned about the way this ideology has been indoctrinating masses of people um, all over the place, especially in my my hometown, um, and just seeing some of my friends kind of. <sighs> Uh, just kind of lose their minds a little bit on this stuff and say things like, um, you know, it's fine if um, if an immigrant's building is burnt down as long as in the aggregate uh, racial justice is advanced. And I'm just thinking like, <laughs> really? That's actually what you think? Um, so, yeah. So I, so I wanted to understand the root causes of this. So I kind of did my own studying and then thankfully I'm friends with Peter Bogosian and uh, you know I know James Lindsay and Helen Pluckrose and so they're they're kind of the masters of the origins of this stuff and so I've done some episodes with them Um, uh, the the other reason is that I grew up in a fundamentalist Christian home which was very constricting and yeah, I just see I see a lot of the same kinds of problems occurring on, on a public scale now that I saw in, in my own home where you, you can't say certain things uh, without being deemed evil or a heretic. Um, you know, you can't you can't go in a different direction than the party line without being ostracized in some way. 
and that all really concerned me and so that's that's the other reason would it be uh, something like the horseshoe theory for example if we're talking about the uh, people from the fundamentalist christian household and now the people who you've encountered but at the same time would you also maybe give a little bit of uh slack to the fundamental christian side at least for the sake of it giving you an alternative view from the one that was being expressed, uh, you know, out amongst your uh, social group. Like, if not for that, would it would you have turned out the same way? You think? Oh no! I mean, that's a fair question. I mean, I'm sure I would be very different. I, I don't know. I was actually talking with a friend about this last night. I don't know what led me away from that. You know, I didn't really have any influences that that were like t t uh, telling me to question my beliefs, but I did anyways, for whatever reason. But no, it, it's certainly, um, there's certainly positive aspects of Christianity that, that I appreciate and that this woke, you know, religion does not have like forgiveness and redemption and, you know, accepting people back. Um, and, you know, I've since reconciled quite a lot with a number of the people who in my family treated me fairly poorly. So I will say that, um, again, that, that aspect of forgiveness and um, reconciliation is something that just you, you don't really see much uh, on the woke left. Um, so I would say that's a, you know, that's a, certainly a positive. Mm. Another thing you don't see that much on the woke left, at least from my own observations, is great relationships with the animal friends. And I notice you have an animal <laughs> friend right there next to you. Can you tell us who that is before we go any further? Yep, this is this is Nora. She's uh, she's a great a great little buddy. Oh. She joins me on most of most of my podcasts. Uh, she's yeah, very very sweet, very loving, and. Uh, yeah, sometimes she'll just put her face right on mine, so we'll see. <laughs> well, that's a great sign as far as a human being goes. How I mean, there was Hitler. Don't get me wrong. Anyway, we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna get too much into that part of it. But uh, uh, so now you're doing this documentary series. Can you tell us a little bit more before we go further? What exactly then uh, is going to be the goal with this documentary series? Who is it mainly for? Yeah, I, well. Honestly, it's even though most of my supporters, I think, lean right and um, often are Trump supporters, I'm, I'm really making it for liberals and progressives because I want them to sort of wake up to the to the woke problem. <laughs> um, so I've been very careful to I, I don't really consider myself on the right. Uh, I don't really consider myself on either side, but I do consider myself to be fairly liberal. And so I really wanted to use that lens through which to view and critique this ideology uh, primarily so that other liberals and progressives in particular would would start to see some of the problems with this ideology um, but it's you know it's really for everybody I mean uh, I'm, I'm trying to sort of like handhold progressives and liberals as I walk through these ideas and just show them how like this is not real social justice this is this is not this, these people don't actually care about racism and sexism like you think they do etc um, but the series starts by explaining the origin of this ideology through um, the work of Helen Pluckrose and James Lindsay, uh, based on their book, Cynical Theories, which is a great book. I recommend everyone check that out. Uh, it's really one of the only books of its kind to explain the origins of this ideology back to the postmodernist and beyond. Um, 
so it explains the origins. It then gives some concrete examples, like my friend Corey, who uh, survived terminal cancer, and his story uh, uh, surviving cancer, and then and then feeling a need to sort of speak out against this stuff because he's black and he constantly is being tokenized and and hired in the film industry because he's black rather than because of he's very talented. Uh, and this is very insulting. Um, was this from a so. when in doubt, by the way, and is that a separate documentary or are the two fused together? Uh, they're separate, but they, they certainly overlap. It is funny because Corey reached out to me because of when in doubt, because I was making that film and I was looking for subjects to have, you know, impossible conversations because it's, it's based on Pete's book, how to have impossible conversations. He reached out to me, um, I think it was through a Google form that I had, and he filled out the form. But he said a lot about woke ideology and the church of woke and all of these key phrases. And I thought, oh, you know, th since I'm making this other film, he might be a great candidate for this. And, and I'm really glad that um, that I made that decision and that he's on board. And he's even become something of a of a producer. Um, he shot a little bit for me. He's he's given me a lot of feedback, and we've worked pretty closely. Um, and yeah, so we tell his story, we tell a little bit of my story, and then we end with um, with uh, we, we, these episodes are not out yet, but I'm going to end with a couple of concrete episodes of, of like what people can do, what they can practically do to push back, what every, everyday people can can kind of rally behind and, and also to try to paint a positive picture and put something in the place of this monstrosity. Um, so that's that's one thing that I I would criticize the, the new atheist movement for. They, they took away religion and didn't really put anything in its place. I mean, Sam Harris is the only one who, who kind of tried to do that, um, but that was the fatal flaw of, of that movement. And so what I'm trying to do is, is offer for, you know, liberal humanism and other positive um, perspectives in place of this, you know, ghastly ideology so that I'm not just like deconstructing it and, mm. and leaving it as is. A couple of things before we get to uh, Gio, because I know, Gio, you're very excited to get into the nitty gritty here. Before that, I just want to say that uh, the friend you mentioned, it was quite something to uh, hear him talk about how he was hired on this production and then when they were talking about Black Lives Matter uh, and they pointed to him, it wasn't even that, uh, you know, like he just he just didn't make a positive face, you know, and he didn't right. say anything good about it, like uh, and that was enough for them to you know, for, this, uh, for the alarms to go off. So, and then they fired him the day after over the phone. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah. And the other thing that I would like add, that meme yeah, of the class, like they're all like, yes, say something. And they're all, everyone turns their chair to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, then the second thing is, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Fair, the Foundation Against Intolerance and Racism. <laughs> So we're going to have a couple of people from uh, Fair uh, coming in uh, as well uh, later on, and. Uh, I think that it is important the kind of stuff that they're doing when they're able to actually help out some of the teachers that were affected by a lot of this, uh, a lot of this ideology, who uh, otherwise wouldn't really have that much of a lifeboat. So I am deeply appreciative of that. And we're going to have Wilfred Riley, and uh, we are also going to ha have Kenny Zhu coming in uh, from there. So I'm very excited about that. But without further ado, let's go to Geo. Geo, uh, let's. Uh, the, the floor is yours. So wait, but before we go, um, do you have just normal back? Like, is it mid back, or do you got some sciatica going on? 
it's 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 low back and it's um, it's on the right side and it's not sciatica per se, but it, it's in my sacroiliac joint largely mm. and L4, L5, S1 area. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Um, it's yeah. For, if I sit for more than about five or ten minutes, my pain just ramps up drastically, which is why I don't sit. And and then um, standing, I can tolerate that a little bit longer, but uh, not not much more than about twenty mm. twenty five minutes. So. Have you yeah, ever, have su- hmm. uh, what do they call subluxated uh, muscle? There is there's, this there's is this from an injury? Is this from an injury or? Uh... You know, I think it's, I guess I would call it probably a re- repetitive stress injury. Um, mm. That's from making my first film, All Too Human, where I co-directed it, I shot it, I produced it, I did, I picked up the fucking coffee for people. <laughs> like, I did I did way too much, and I didn't sleep very much for a few months, and, uh, you know, I was, I was literally working over 100 hours a week, and... Um, it was just stupid. And then one day, it wasn't an injury per se. It was just I wrapped the film, and I was sitting at my computer for an hour, and then I got up, and I could barely walk. I was in so much pain. So something gave out, and then it kept giving out, and then physical therapy made me about 10 times worse where I ended up in the ER. So it's mm. it's been a bit of a mystery, a uh, frustrating mystery. <laughs> wow. Man. There's some, there's some chiropractic uh, stretches you could do some neuroflossing. I, I suffered with sciatica for years. Um, mm. But anyways, what you were... <laughs> so, but, but first, uh, how did you get into filmmaking? Did you go to film school or was that a goal of yours? or Like a, to be a documentarian? Um, really, my goal was uh, uh, narrative fiction. And mm. I, I tried my hand at that with my first film. Um, I do find that I feel like I'm... I'm better at documentary filmmaking um, partially because the directing often happens in the edit. And I'm, I think I'm a better editor than anything else. Uh, And my strong suit is not directing actors. I I was just really lucky with the actors that I found for my first film. They were just all really great, but um, yeah. So, but in terms of, yeah, I've always been interested in film. You know, I played around with cameras when I was a kid and, and initially I wanted to do, I was really into martial arts. So I wanted to, um, to be like a stunt person. And so I studied Kung Fu and other martial arts and, Mm -hmm. uh, and then I got really into philosophy in my early 20s, and I thought, oh, what would be more interesting would be to tell some of these stories. Um, so hence, hence the name All Too Human, based on Nietzsche's Human All Too Human, um, largely. Uh, yeah, because so, yeah. theory narrative in film has been, I can only think of a few disasters. Some of them were kind of disastrous. Oh, closer to the mic. Well, yeah, there was that one. Wait, let me boost. And everybody, oh God, it was only at twenty-eight. I know. And everybody um, subscribe and yada yada yada. Yes. There's there's been a few examples that were disastrous. I mean, one was all right. Um, I forget what it was called. Where they're all in a room, and the guy was a professor, and he t- and he was like the Buddha, and he was also Christ because <laughs> he lived forever. There was that one. Um, but no theory theory fiction in film hasn't. Uh, been tried i guess i mean well apart from mean examples of the matrix but what, what you were saying about i, I was watching your uh, films with peter bogosin and uh, mm-hmm. i hate to say i kind of disagree with every single thing <laughs> you've said but more of a right from a right-wing perspective what i mean is that i mm-hmm. i feel like having 
seen the growth, like like you were saying, of the new atheists and this sort of reaction to quote unquote um, social justice ideology. I I think. I can't help, and again, maybe when the Prudentialist comes, we'll talk about this. I can't help but thinking that there's a misdiagnosis in terms of its origins with like the, you know, Jordan Peterson, spooky, scary, neo-Marxist, postmodernism. I I think that there's a lot of Mm -hmm. uh, distinctions between Marxism proper, especially like, say, 70s Marxism after Althusser and like um, what we know as post quote unquote postmodern, more more right. post-structuralism. There's a lot of nuances there. And I don't really see a lot of postmodernism within, maybe in some in, in a selective sense, but in some ways I would say that they're more essentialist than anything, than certainly more than, for example, Michel Foucault, who I've studied for many years in, at a mm. graduate level. And so when I hear a lot of this critique from I guess what would you call it, Lev? Inter- intellectual dark web? I guess that's the popular phrase. I I, I don't think that what's... There, there's not an emphasis placed on how... Uh, like, like for example, when Peter Bogosian in your film was going about uh, free dialogue and liberal humanist society and basically the same sort of... Uh, communicative rationality that people like ironically a postmodernist himself people like uh Jürgen Habermas talk about to me I, I just I don't know I maybe because I'm so cynical and right wing that I, I just I I can't help but think that we're going to tread over the same mistakes that we have before but I do right. commend you for for recognizing the limitations within the new atheist movement in my opinion I think that a lot of the new atheists actually um the discourse anyways contributed to the quote unquote social justice people, especially after the atheism plus uh, debacle, there was a few of them that went with the YouTube, you know, like the YouTube people, but then even now, a lot of them, they went to BreadTube, leftist YouTube. I know TJ Kirk, for instance. Oh mm. God, I had an experience with him back in 2007. <laughs> Terrible. Um, but well, a lot of them, Sargon's still since, hanging in there. Yeah, Sargon's still hanging in there, and I think he. Uh, I, I I don't know. He's been a bit better recently, but I, I I just I think that that sort of the dialogue that happened in the new atheist movement. I think that's an overlooked aspect of why what what has led to modern quote-unquote social justice because the social justice people they went right from the atheism plus thing to sort of adopting these like weird uh secularized politicized uh what would you call them it would be the equivalent of mystery cults like the tiktok witches casting spells against racism like that's (laughs) back in the day they, they probably were reading richard dawkins and so forth i don't know so well yeah i mean i would I would partially agree and partially disagree. I, I think that link may be too strong in your in your wording. Uh, I I think that this would have emerged no matter what. Um, mm. I don't I don't think that the t- you know the tearing down of, of traditional religious structures helped. I, I agree with you there, but I don't think that you know obviously ev- everyone sort of behind the social justice movement um, was a new. I mean, there there are just no, so many no, people that. Yeah that don't fit that, you know, Kimberly Crenshaw, Peggy McIntosh, there's, <clears throat> excuse me, so many people that, that came before that, that, that uh, really laid the groundwork for this ideology. So, yeah, I think there's a link, but I don't think it's quite as strong as, as you do. Um, mm. And I would say, you know, I asked Douglas and Pete when I was interviewing them, um, 
you know, I was like, do you, do you think that the new atheist movement uh, set this off, you know, and, uh, or, or, or helped contribute to it? And essentially they, you know, D- Douglas in particular said that, well, I think it was going to happen no matter what. Mm. Um, and and I, I, I intend to agree with them. There's a question of, of degree and, and how much, the new atheist movement may have helped that because you're right. The, you know, we went with atheist plus and, or some people did and, and the, the, trying the Amanda to- Marcotte, Rebecca Watson, people. They- hmm. <laughs> well, uh, Gio, you were asking uh, two things there. You were asking about the oh, God, origin. I just remembered Amanda Marcotte. Oh, I'm s- I have this picture of her in my head. Hmm. Oh, by the way, I like this comment from ZZ man. And by the way, send us your super chats as well. Uh, we will answer all the super chats, but uh, ZZ man says, see, was right it was the fuck you dad movement now okay before yeah. <laughs> but but before before that even geo you were talking about two different things so oh, one God, thing you oh, one thing you were asking I was the don't want to mention cf for political mm. right. well one thing one thing you mentioned one thing you mentioned was the origin of uh, you know whether they were atheist plus where they whether they were somebody else but before that you were also mentioning you had disagreements with P- peter bogosian as far as method so can you talk oh. a little bit about that? Because I want to, I want to narrow in like what exactly are the big I, pro- problems here, the big disagreements. I think that we're past the point of. Mike, closer to Mike. Sorry, yeah, I can't believe I'm having this problem, Lev. I'm gonna go up to 35 now. Um, I think the problem is that if you okay, so it, it, a lot of the intellectual dark web people they. Uh, they, they, what I mean by communicative rationality is that they essentially believe in the Habermasian thing of like, there will be a, like in some ways a global society where there is free and open dialogue and that anyone sort of has this like public exchange of information that is um, in, in some part can like through that can lead to the quote unquote marketplace of ideas. And when mm-hmm. Peter Bogosian was giving in your film, which I think is important, like I don't want to totally just because like we're on totally different uh, wavelengths in terms of religiosity doesn't mean I disagree in terms of his methods of how sure. to approach critical dialogue. Um, right. I think that the time for that is over and we're not going back to that or while he would actually agree with you at that point, at this point. Yeah, because it's a sign. I think it's a sign of decadence in some ways to, I mean, like the Nietzschean sort of decadence where yeah. we live in a free society where we can openly dialogue with each other. And then through that dialogue, we can um, arrive at optimal solutions. I guess like that I, I, there's, it smacks of a sort of like, age of innocence naivete before experience we're living through experience right now and it's it's um yeah yeah, yeah i think i agree there's a certain uh naivete i don't want to make you throw there, your friend on the bus though i don't no 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 it's it's fine i mean pete and i have our disagreements as well but um i think they've largely come from me reading tom a lot of thomas soul but but what would be your uh uh solution what would be your rationale there oh yeah yeah, what, what would what would you put in its place? Well, I see the RCMP may be monitoring this call for me, so I can't uh, say my no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I, I really don't know. I think that in some ways a sort of passive balkanization is almost inevitable, but that's also not a solution because 
in some ways we're doomed towards a trend of centralization of all things for the time being. Um, and there's people that have a fantasy of their like, I don't know, like Ted, taking the Ted Kaczynski, which I think maybe a lot of people should, or like, you know, having some fantasy about an ethno state or some kind of free, like balkanized, like, uh, but then that just turns into Sarajevo circa 1995 pretty quick. Um, I, I really don't know because I, it, it's very hard to imagine a post-liberal society, which I would optimally want to arrive at. But I do think sure. that the way that we're going now, it's in some ways even to consent to that dialogue implies that there's sort of a um, ideolo- like a, a, a ground without ideology and without sort of presuppositions that we can even arrive at to begin with. I think what's happening now has always been happening. And in some ways we're more honest about the fact that we don't really, that we've been lied we've been lied to about this neutral humanistic liberal position that there is this free and open and non bias uh, public uh, plane that we can access and that everyone Mm -hmm. can sort more or less live together in in sort of, you know, the post-war dream. Uh, I, I, I think that in some ways, yeah, solutions always get me going in terms of like getting my head uh, wrapped around it. But I think, I, I don't sure. know. I, yeah, I, I get, but you see, I, I get your argument though, because you and Peter and other people and Douglas Murray, I, your argument is that um, if we don't persist with a free and open dialogue, if we don't uh, sort of <laughs> um, make open and free the uh, public, w- w- what's the Dave Rubin term, love? Um the public square of ideas, yeah, marketplace of yeah. ideas then, right. then it's inevitably going to lead to you know the horrors of the 20th century but i think that in some yeah. ways in my opinion i think liberalism is just as much of a totalitarian ideology than the other ones that it defeated in the 20th century but but it's huh. not we don't have the sort of gra- well we kind of do have the graveyards they're just in other countries they're they're in the chinese factories with the suicide nets they're not mm-hmm. here and so people um what, what we're seeing a digital graveyard though i'm in terms of like there's not an active repression of people there's more of an abandonment of certain people from the public square especially in digital space yeah i appreciate your perspective i I do think though that most of the thinkers that i'm a fan of uh aren't that naive i don't think that most of them don't believe in biases or don't believe that we we uh, uh, can be free from ideology so I, i would say i mean jonathan Haidt has done a lot of important work on that yeah um and 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 yet still pushes for a kind of moral pluralism um so i i i guess the the thinkers that come to mind for me would be more enlightenment thinkers that are you know hundreds of years old that thought we could uh base our exchanges on pure reason you know i mean that's clearly as you say not not possible and not the case and so for what I see is a lot more people taking that on board and realizing that you know no we 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 will have our disagreements and we will have our biases. There's no way around that, but but to still push for uh, you know the open exchange. Um, yeah, again, I, I just <clears throat> I, I mean I, I share some of your hesitancy. You know, especially reading A Conflict of Visions by Tom Sowell. I, I 
I lean a little bit more toward the constrained vision, if you're familiar with that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but but I think there's value in both, personally. What is the constrained so, vision, for those who don't know? Yeah, so Thomas Sowell coined these, fra- these phrases, uh, the constrained vision, the unconstrained vision, and they roughly correlate to conservative versus, I would say, progressive visions. Uh, the constrained vision is sort of an acceptance of our uh, that we all have flaws and that we need systems in place to keep us from uh, uh, from being selfish. You know, it's sort of like he would put like Adam Smith in the in the uh, the constrained vision um, and many other thinkers. And so basically, he he categorized all these various thinkers throughout these last few hundred years as either constrained or unconstrained. The unconstrained vision is well, we can just we can just make up our own morals and enforce them on other people, and we can just change the system, and the system is what's the problem. Um, whereas the unconstrained vision folks are much more leery about that and so i totally like i'm i again i I find value in both and i lean a little bit more towards skepticism of uh of of just coming up with our own sense of morality that we can just enforce on other people i think that's um uh, that's a challenge. Well, I, I want to uh, ask this now to our uh, guests here. So we have Uber Boyo coming in hot. And also, this will be the opportunity for me to relay a dream that I had two days ago where I dreamt that Gio and I were in um, Coney Island Avenue. For those who are familiar with New York City, it's uh, Brooklyn, Brighton Beach. We were below the train tracks there, and uh, we were moving through this army of these BLM Antifa people who were just standing straight like these soldiers. You know, they were like spaced like a couple of feet from each other, and they were just standing everywhere. They were standing all over the street. They were standing on the sidewalk, and I remember... uh, wearing a shirt with Nietzsche on it, which may have been inspired by you, Travis, because you have a shirt with Nietzsche <laughs> on it in that uh, in that nice photo that was taken, and it made me think of Uber Boyo as well. So I wanted to relay that and circle back to what you said, uh, Travis, about this, uh, how did you phrase it, this Nietzschean decadence that uh, we are in right now. Can you talk a little bit about that? I think that would be able to introduce Uber Boyo into this conversation as well, as far as uh, what we're currently facing. Sorry, me or... Yes, Travis, go for it, because you uh, said uh, Nietzschean decadence. Oh, well, actually, I think it was... uh, uh, Yeah, I I said that. Oh, you said that. Oh, man, see, what is going on with me? (laughs) Okay, well, Gio, what is Nietzschean decadence? Oh, God, to give the exact definition... I, was it the genealogy of morals? Where uh, essentially, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. Maybe yeah, Uber Boyo mentioned it in more than more than one book. Yeah, Uber Boyo. Yeah, was... Would you like to do the honors of saying what Nietzschean decadence is? I think you are the resident. Uh, <laughs> you are the resident uh, expert on Nietzsche. Although I think you may have frozen still for a second there. I'm not sure what is going on with you. So we're going to see. There may be a situation with the it, camera. It basically means like. Um, like, um, like when a society becomes decadent, they become um, overtly. It, it's it's intimately tied again to his later stuff, like Twilight of Idols, where he talks about the last man. Like decadence is sort of like an overabundance of one's position in the world. Um, like it seems he, to lead to nihilism, right? Yeah, that was my take on it. Yeah, yeah. like um. 
like, like for example, the uh, the, Britan- the Cambridge, this concept performs this critical affirmative projects, acting as a versatile tool to identify, overcome his own decadence, um, to resist the decadence of Western culture in five major years of concern, uh, physiology, psychology, art, and artist, politics, philosophy, um, seems to unmask value, crit- uh, cultural phenomena is corrupt. So it's essentially when a civilization becomes overburdened by its own sort of sense of values when it becomes um and it's sort of i guess spangler would call it its winter phase decadence arrives when you have people that no long in in one respect no longer have a sense of purpose but in another respect find purpose within trivialities because they're afforded as such usually at the decline of an empire where all of the territory has been conquered there's sort of nothing to do there's no more thumos left that's sort of like the classic definition of decadence so right Mm. And now that we have Uber Boyo here, would you agree? Uh, I know you were able to hear the last part of what Gio was talking about with this uh, Nietzschean decadence. Would you agree that we are in this state of uh, Nietzschean decadence? Yes. Now, I just want to run a couple of tests. First of all, are you able to hear me? Does yes, I am. Good? Perfect. Perfect. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff. We're on the scarlet. And um, if the internet begins to flicker, because it seems like I have bad internet, please tell me and I will turn on my iPhone hotspot. And I'm happy to listen for a while to gather more of the juice that is coming out of here to get a better sense of it. But I did hear quite almost everything that you are saying there. I didn't have any breakup. And I guess the first thing that I would say about Nietzschean decadence, um, th- there's a lot of very fascinating things. And I actually would... You got to turn on the iPhone hotspot now. You are not working. <laughs> right when you were about to say what the Nietzschean decadence is. I guess this is kind of like the Roko's Basilisk type of thing, where the uh, the end product of the decadence, the mother AI, does not allow people to talk about it, which yeah. is why Uber Boy was frozen. There we go. You're back. Did you turn the hotspot on? And now you're frozen once again. While Uberboyo is frozen, no, no, we are now. Yes, we're now on hotspot. So if Excellent. it gets bad, if it gets bad, please tell me. This might be an absolute train wreck. Apologies. I'm Let's see what happens. Phone mode. Let's see what happens. Phone mode completely. I'll show up in my bed, and you're gonna have to deal with me just ranting down the phone. So that'll be the other opportunity. Um. So again, please just uh, tell me if anything goes wrong. Apologies for breaking the flow of the conversation. Let's continue with what I was saying. So Nietzsche and decadence. It's it's not a very complicated idea. You think about um an animal. An animal goes through a life cycle. The life cycle begins where you are born, and you are full of a large amount of energy and thumos. And then of course you hit about mid-20s and 30s and 40s and that's that's the sort of peak the apex of your powers and then you begin to sink after that and then of course you begin to degrade and the ability for the life force within the animal to con- contravene and fight against uh, entropy gets weaker and weaker and weaker until eventually you you degrade and you get more prone to disease and all sorts of things and uh, you break down and you die basically the weakness comes in now if you want to look at this in the scale of a civilization it's the exact same process you would imagine a body politic you imagine the the body of society as civilization as essentially being constitute of um, cells. So all of us are little battery cells, little mitochondria running around in this big living organism, which is a society. And of course, when a society is begun, it's high thumos. It's usually a small cluster of cells, a small group of usually dudes who go in and do some type of conquest job. Mad dudes. 
mad dudes who in, inseminate the womb of reality and create the state and then the state and the nation and the society grows or the culture grows it reaches its apex it reaches its peak it's got its swagger it swings its big dick around and then it reaches the sort of golden years maybe where it's lost its its thumos but it's still got so much power it's kind of a glorious boomer for a while and then eventually what happens is the civilization goes through a de decaying process which is the decadent process precisely now the the interesting thing about nietzsche is that he was he was suggesting to us that this decaying process is in alignment with the arrival of what we call moralized or moralizing and basically um, if you want to think about it this way what is the what is the 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 chant of death what does death demand for the death is the great equalizer and entropy is the great equalizer it pulls everything back down and the great unequal force of life and nature is the anti-equality and um, ascendant shooting up energy and so when um, uh, civilization begins just like when a person begins they're full of this life energy and their view of the world is very instinctively anti equal it's very very ruthless it's very very creative it's very very new and fresh and dynamic and dangerous and all sorts of things it's like a volatile bomb going off of course when you get to the end of this what you begin to see is the arrival the changing of the mind once the life force is gone the, what arrives then is a sort of introduction entropy appears within the minds of the people in the form of prophecies of equality and preachers of equality as Nietzsche called them and all sorts of things that start to demand um, a new way of seeing the world that is essentially this spiritual unwinding of the bonds and things that held everything together, the subversion of strict and stringent morality, which despite maybe its flaws, definitely held things together. And then the arrival of what you might call moralism, which is a slightly different thing than maybe um, instinctive morals. It's a sort of like ideological morality and all these type of things. And Nietzsche says some very shocking things. Like, for example, he said that Christianity was the example of this happening to Rome. And that was precisely where you see a, 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 the, like the, the people, the mitochondria pick up a, a prophecy of equality and then pull down the entire civilization along with it in order to reform the thing it turns into the death of rome of course like you know it's complicated conversation but it's what nietzsche frames and then of course there's many many instances throughout all of the world and um, where this happens almost every society shows these these things you see people like uh, oswald spengler talk about it and of course in our society i don't think there's any reason why you couldn't assume that we're probably going through something very very similar a very mass uh, swell of decadent forces mm -hmm. that are coming up and they're proposing and um, very things about wokeness uh, consciousness equality these type of things and as Nietzsche said the great education that a western man is going to experience over the next hundred years since he wrote is the punishment the, the visceral punishment that a, a beautiful idea carried by a, a resentful ideologue can impose upon a healthy population and normal people they, they can destroy them and Russia was you know phase number one and you wonder what phase part two would be well I wanted to get I wanted to actually grill you on something Uber Boyo, but let's get Travis's oh, yes. before I go. Travis's opinion on that. Well, uh, and also Travis, uh, your opinion as well as if you would oh, be able to channel. Yes, we have Remus, we have Prudentialist. But I was wondering, Travis, if you would be able to channel. It's like a healthy the organ, like when the Prudentialist. It's like when your kidney fit was it? Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, he's got a new one, so I can make that joke. Yes, <laughs> no, but I, I want to see uh, Travis if you would be able to, let's say, uh, channel the spirit. Of someone like uh, Peter Bogosian, as far as like, would you say that Peter Bogosian is a fan of uh, Spengler or no? Or a lot of people around. See, because I want to find out what the difference is here, like where the disagreement really is. I'm all about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, 
I don't know his take on Spangler. I'm not. I'm not actually familiar, to be frank, with Spangler, so I I can't answer that. I wanted to sort of echo uh, what Uber Boyo was saying. Uh, you know, I think the that that sort of life force was found in and exemplified by Zarathustra, and he was the one that was sort of going against against the grain. And I also like to link it to nihilism because I think with decadence comes a certain kind of nihilism, which you see, I think, very clearly in the particular uh, woke movement, particularly in the woke movement. Um, I think it, it just it ends in a kind of a kind of nihilism that just sort of tears everything apart. Um, hmm. so but what? But what would be? But what would be the concern of uh, like? L- let's uh, forget Peter Bogosian for a second. But people who are, let's say, around the same kind of like IDW circle, liberal, yeah, like classic liberal. Yeah, like when it comes to people like uh, not just uh, you know not just Nietzsche or not just uh, Spengler, but let's say the the uh, complaints they would make about what those particular ideologies end up leading to. You know, looking at things uh. that happened in the 20th century. So I want to see, like, uh, would you go whole hog in favor for a lot of these things that were talked about, even though, let's say, people in the IDW would be concerned about certain aspects of those uh, things, like Spengler and Nietzsche and uh, what they may bring? Uh, can you be more specific on on what? Uh, sure, I could be incredibly about. specific. The specificity, <laughs> like the destruction of liberal values. Yes, yes, exactly. Destruction of liberal I, I, values. I have and, a take on this as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Away, absolutely. So, uh, Travis, go for it. Then Uber Boyo. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm skeptical of making any kind of totalizing claim or claim that needs to apply to every other person. <laughs> so um, I, I may not want to throw my hat in that ring, so to speak. Um, I mean, I have my my own values, and I have uh, certain orientations that you know naturally my own biases want i want those orientations to be other people's orientations and the way in which we construct society but but i'm i'm really skeptical as to whether or not um you know one person can uh can really uh, direct society in a, in a in a productive manner, or come up with an idea that is so efficient and effective for everyone. So I'm I'm um, yeah. I, I just uh, I want to just put my skepticism out there for that, <laughs> if that makes sense. So what would be the political system, or rather, what would be some way that we can balance out preventing? communism or you know whatever like whatever woke ideology would be rising up versus doing it so much that you end up uh, you know uh, goose stepping all the way to uh, you know what I mean like I'm trying to find the balance here (laughs) because it's important because it keeps coming up this question yeah yeah well Douglas would argue for some kind of benign form of Christianity um, and I'm I'm a little bit on the fence as to whether that's the solution i'm open to that as a possibility um i don't i don't know that there's a good answer i mean i i certainly am a favor of liberal democracy i mean i've read a lot of steven pinker and and others who show the benefits of these systems and i i do believe in them um but you know there are there are flaws within them and there there are flaws within capitalism there are flaws within liberal democracies so uh you know it, it's hard. It's hard to say, but so far, it's in my opinion, as it has been said, it's the you know it's the best worst system that we have, um, as far as I can tell. 
You know what's funny? Monetizing leftism. Poor old Nietzsche had to turn all of his waste life force transcendence into a decadent exercise. Uh, word upon word. <laughs> well, actually, he recognized that in Twilight Vice. He said he was aiming for higher decadence, so he recognized that he himself was mm-hmm. a decadent thinker. But I, I don't know. But, I, I, and also, we got to go to Uber Boy as well. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But I was just going to say, Pinker, I think, to him, his system is perfection because... Uh, Ne- never mind. I'm not going to mention Steven Pinker and all of his uh, foibles, but um, no. Ahead, yes. And I wanted to ask Uber Boss specifically about Nietzsche, but go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. Um, all right. Well, I'd like to give a, uh, a answer contextual to sort of what I'm hearing. And for example, you, you, um, Travis brought up Douglas Murray. Now, I'm going to disagree hard here, and I'm going to do it in a like I mean it as a gentleman. Like there's just a gentleman's disagreement, but <laughs> I, I'd, I'd like to be blunt in some type of ways. I believe that a lot of those guys in the IDW and whatnot are just <clears throat> fundamentally incorrect. And I think the position of being incorrect comes from a lack of imagination in some sense. And I would even say a lack of thumos. Like they're literally almost like a symptom of the problem we're talking about so this context a contextual way of looking at this civilizational thing now you can't exi- you can't disagree with the model i'm presenting that's no problem at all but i'm sort of suggesting the sort of nietzschean idea of a civilization is like a living animal and it goes through a a, 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 a rising of thumos a sort of peak an apex a zenith and then a decline and during that decline what is operant what appears the most is a a parody a false set of values that claim they represent what made that civilization like for example we think of the west as the liberal west this is jordan peterson's sort of talking point we see the west as created by the liberal values that we chose in order to carry us forward the libertarian values and classically libertarian values of the west but nietzsche would disagree and it's a very good argument that nietzsche says is that that was almost like a dress that we wore but what was real about the west was the savage burning thumos that was rising them out of you know Europe after the fall of Rome, the German energy, if you want to talk about it, which is what the kings were at all that type of time. And once that burned out, all that was left was this husk of an ideology that we have now taken on board and assumed that that's what made society great. But that wasn't it at all. It never was. That's a complete mistake, a complete false. And this is what Nietzsche talks about in Twilight of the Idols a misplacing of cause and effect. The, the values did not create the West. In fact, <clears throat> Nietzsche specifically brings up one of the most, like, you know, one of the kind of very most Nietzschean statements of all, where he says Socrates was decadent, and the appearance of Socrates with his whole rational moralism and expla- explanation of Greek morality was the a signal... The strong, yeah, yeah. Was, ...was the signal that the Greeks had lost their thumos. Before that, what you had is a load of people who didn't question their myths, and what worked very much on instinct, and they had reached the apex of their power. And the Greeks were an incredibly powerful and uh, creative people. And then Socrates shows up just right at this moment where they begin to moralize. They begin to, 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 to conceptualize what they are and form a sort of r- a rationalist identity of what they are. Uh, very much so like a sort of liberal, classical liberal identity of what they are. And, you know, pretty soon after that, I believe they were conquered. I'm not sure how soon, but it's a lot of things sort of went wrong after that. And um, this, is, this is a sig- Yeah, they were conquered by Alexander the Great's dad, I believe. I think that's what almost immediately happened after that. Um, Aristotle taught Alexander. Alexander, and then they were conquered. And yeah, this Philip, is the kind of Philip II of Macedon. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's 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 a really really interesting way to look at things. It's like, or the second Socrates shows up, it's like a signal that something's fucked up. Again, I, and look, it's complicated. But his Nietzsche's suggestion is that when Christ shows up and Rome accepts Jesus, you have within forty years the collapse of the Roman Empire, the Western Roman Empire, and that's another example of this arrival of a new ideology that has this very interesting, shocking collapse that happens afterwards. And it's the same sort of thing 
happening now. Like we look around and we have this enlightenment now, this um, this uh, classical liberal take that suggests that what the West was were these values. And that's absolutely not correct because we don't even understand human psychology enough to be able to place values as, that, as mattering that much. Really what drove us was in some sense the instincts that were burning off um, many, many thousands of years of evolution and we sort of burnt them out in some type of sense. And so the problem, and this is a very serious problem, if you accept the model, as I said, you can disagree with it and like poke away at it, but this is Nietzsche's suggestion, is that we've come around about the 19th century to this window of history where we, we're, we're, we've basically burnt out of thumos. We've used up all our mana, all our life force. We have no thumos left. And what's going to happen now is we're going to spiral, and this is the sort of decadence thing, we're going to spiral into a chaos, a quote-unquote God is dead period. And during this period, a lot of the things are going to sort themselves out. It'll be like the fall of Rome. There'll be this jostling for power and ideologies. And, you know, for, for at the end of Rome, the Germans rose up as the conquerors and established the Western culture as we understand it. But the same sort of passage is happening right now. And his his, his dire warning is that the um, power of mechanical states and the power of uh, of, of the resentful energy and the, the, the beautiful lies of equality and all this type of stuff is going to create mass movements of just absolute shock shocking degrees of incredible dehumanizing torture that will be so anti like you know higher nature and everything that will be absolutely shocking and his whole statement his whole whole impetus his whole suggestion is that and um, these people these I, I don't want to say leftists because it's way more complicated than that but you could say the the sort of representative as the extreme left are are, are highly energized because they're highly unhappy, highly resentful and highly driven towards, you know, they're representing the force of entropy in its purest form. And so they're the most animated and driven people. And the only resistance to that, as we understand in sort of typical, maybe you could say political dichotomy is that you have what we might understand as a conservative or something like this, or w what that really means is like a classical liberal, a sort of ideologue, a decadent in a way, who sees what the West is as something that needs to conserve, which is these liberal values and all this type of stuff and these people aren't going to offer any resistance and Nietzsche speaks about this at the start of Zarathustra he has Zarathustra walk up to a group of people and say look at these crazy um, he, they're not leftists but he's kind of pointing at them look at these crazy resentful preachers of equality they're so inspired look how inspired they are look how fired up they are now when you talk about your values and your God and your Christianity and your 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 West and your reality you're not inspired at all you're you're dead your soul is empty you don't feel anything there's no energy in you. These people, even though it's a negative energy, at least they have energy. These people are going to get stuff done. You're not. You're not going to get anything done because you've got no thumos. You've got no energy inside of you because you haven't gone into yourself and discovered that. You understand what we need to do. We need to rediscover this. And so he proposes that what you need is a lightning bolt to come down and re-energize you and lift you up and fill you with that thumos again, the thumos that possessed the Germans in order to create the new West that they created in the, in the carcass of the Roman Empire. And of course, his suggestion is that the Ubermensch. Again, you don't have to agree with it, but it's a very interesting model. And um, he's he's pushing at that idea of uh, like uh, you know, I'm being mean to Douglas Murray, but for example, people like Douglas Murray are representative of a literally like a lack of will to fight, not even fight, but create a new direction, which is actually the 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 correct response to the problem. The problem is you need to get an anti-entropic force, a, a living force, something that's ascendant, something that's willing to be dangerous and playful and take risks and create something new, and something that's even willi willing to push people around a little bit. So Sadly, um, because if you don't, well, you can look forward to having your ch having to eat your children because there's a famine because the communists couldn't organize the society or something like this. The, the inner and, kitty yeah, uh, squat 
uh, houses. <laughs> they can't. Yeah. Do. Now it, it's obviously more complicated. I mean, that's like it. pretty broad that's strokes. That's what I'm. Just oh, I'm just going to say that that's that's this, essentially what I am attempting to do with my series. And I mean, uh, I'm I. This might make me something of a postmodernist, but I'm really skeptical of these uh, these grand meta narratives of history and applying them in the way that. Um, that Nietzsche did in the way that you're doing now. I just, I, I have to express uh, uh, Fair enough. quite quite a, quite a dose of skepticism given that, uh, just given my reading of history, you know, reading Neil Ferguson uh, talking about the rise and fall of civilizations and just the way in which they, uh, you know, they, they do follow something of a similar pattern, but they're often reborn in various ways. So it's not like... Um, you know, China has been around for a very long time, and it's seen all kinds of, uh, you know, emperors and and all kinds of. Oh, there you go. You got to wait. Um, uh, it's 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 gone it's gone up and down. So I, I don't know. I just I'm skeptical of this idea that that the West is now completely going to decline, and it's all be going to be because of the leftists, and that no one's going to fight back. I, I'm just I'm very skeptical. Well, I think some people will, but they'll they'll have to do it with incredible strength and resistance and uh maybe it'll require people being uncomfortable mm. with certain ideologies that are verboten but i <laughs> well i well i, I do want to kind of ask I that like say, let me let me can i can i oh no but before we go remus i wanted to yeah. say what really quickly that i agree with travis in the sense that nietzsche was too caught up in the german identity he didn't realize that us Mediterraneans really did all of it, and that the Eastern Roman Empire, that that Thumos transmuted to the Eastern Roman Empire, yeah. and that Christianity, apostolic Christianity, before the Protestants came along, that they were the ones who were carrying the torch, and they were fighting off an external civilization in the uh, in the Ottoman Turks. But that's another issue. That, uh, for example, the German in Germania, the Romans were totally just owning them uh, during Aurelius' time way before uh, the German ideology came about. But that's just my own foible. I do think that Nietzsche is half right. Um, but I would also ask Uber Boyle, um, there is this great logo to... Actually, you know where you must go? Cause, I, I just wanted to say yes. it's, it's yeah, not, um, it's, it's not that... Luke. I, I wouldn't say that it's leftists, per se, that are um, going to cause this. It's everybody. Like, no, no one is out of... Um, uh, no one it, it doesn't share the. Everyone shares the responsibility here. Oh, by the way, can uh, you clo can you talk closer to the mic? Because I've been. Am I, uh, am I too far? I My think bad. you are too far. Because people say I'm too loud. I think I'm just right, and everybody else is too quiet. Wow. Oh, okay. Um, so, <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> so uh, my idea here is that though we some people see um, sort of the leftist as like the agent of change, the one who is cutting at the tree. Uh, the one who's trying to destroy the tradition, um, I think uh, it, it's more the responsibility of the people who have the tradition or are trying to keep the tradition to keep it alive, um, you know, at the behest of, of or, or rather at the, um, uh, you know, defying the wolves at their door, right? You can't um, say that it's all their fault that what's happening in your house is happening. Um, I think we all share this responsibility, you know, just, just as much as Steven Pinker is, is, is responsible, I'm responsible, Lev's responsible, right? We, we, all of us have this, um, uh, 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 we all have a role to play. And I think uh, ultimately the, 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 
the thumos, the uh, the power, right? That that I don't think it's going to come from without, man. I, I think it's going to have to come from within. I think mm. all of us are going to have to make a decision at some point because many of us, as, as you know, as Uberboy was saying, uh, uh, you know, uh, Zarathustra, man, he's he's not. He's not seeing a lack of, of energy from his from people that he sees as his opponents, right? They're they're already ready to go. So if their ideological opponents and the people that we see as um, potential allies in trying to sort of keep a society that we want um, uh, functioning, um, you know, we're gonna have to at some point decide to make a stand or or or, or do something, right? And you know, I, I don't think, uh, you know, as much as I, I, I understand the point that, that people like Stephen Pinker are making, um, I, I, it just feels like a, 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 like a, it feels like they're, cons- he's, he's, he's giving it, a, he's allowing, he's like, well, you know, it's not so bad. You know, look at all these good things that are happening, right? It's like avert your eyes from the burning, you know, building. Look We're not killing each stuff. other as much uh-huh. anymore. That's yeah. good. Travis. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's what he's saying at all, personally. But go ahead. Okay. Well, that's that's fair. But um. Uh, but what you know, is he saying? In the be- I think you're referring well, to the better what, angels of our nature. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's that. That. What I'm and, about. Yeah. and enlightenment. Now, I mean, he makes it very clear that he just wants to mark our progress. He's not. He's saying that we need to make a lot more progress, and it's the impetus is on us to do exactly as you say to take a stand, to make life better, to make democracy better, whatever it is. Uh, he's very, very clear uh, multiple times in both books that this is uh, he's, he's not being Pollyannish and saying like, oh, we've arrived at this glorious utopia. He's saying, no, we're, f- we're far from that. But along the way, look at, look at the progress that we've made. And what the reason that he's saying that is so that we feel encouraged to make more. Um, so I, I would think mm. that's uh, that's I think that's often mischaracterized of his work uh, personally. Well, Travis, I, I, there- I think that's fair, actually. But I, but mm. it's kind of like a it's one of those situations where it's like it's what they say versus what people take from it. Right. And I, I, I think um, ultimately something is wrong. Uh, yeah, like ultimately, uh, it, 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 as fucked up as it sounds, it matters less what he actually thinks and wrote, and it matters more what people think he is saying and what he what people think he is trying to do, because that's uh, what yeah. they're going to act on, not necessarily what it's not about Stephen Pinker, right? It's about the idea itself. And I, I understand what you're saying, right? I, I agree with you to a degree, right? I just don't think that that. Well, and I'm saying that that people have gotten the idea wrong, uh, no, no, and, the idea, and the idea is actually clear in the book. And so it, uh, I, I've had this argument <laughs> many times with with people who who take that that view. And I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, no, I, I just okay. think that it's, I think that it's actually the idea that that people have gotten wrong, not necessarily how he's saying it. Mm. But then, it, but then it doesn't matter because if enough people think that he's saying B, even if he's saying A, A doesn't really matter at that point. Unfortunately, well, one of the points that we went back to, it's kind of then there's, then there's no personal integrity. Yeah, it's kind of like Nietzsche at this point. Like most people think of Nietzsche as the God is dead guy, and they like they don't they don't actually understand that's what I anything to that he's saying at I, all. Like they, I wanted, yeah, they completely misunderstand it. Yeah, but that's yeah the thing a I lot of people to... associate with him, him with Nazism, which is totally wrong. And, and well, I actually nihilist. went to uh, yeah. I, I went to um, a debate with uh, the I forget his name now. I got because I because my second reader was organizing it, so I got to talk to him. The guy 
who wrote that book about how reading Nietzsche and Heidegger makes you a Nazi. And he was the guy that kicked out Mer- uh, Michael Millerman, if you are familiar with the case. Um, he was his first um, PhD supervisor. And I remember talking to him about, I go, what about Evola? What about this? And he goes, Nazi, Nazi, Nazi. That's all not. It's all fashion. Um, but, but what I wanted to press it's funny Remus mentioned that, but I wanted to specifically um, grill Uber Boyle a bit on. Um, but before well, well, I, well, before that, I just want to make sure, Travis, uh, you, said, you, you, said, you said an hour, so I want to make sure how you're doing time-wise, and I really appreciate yeah. the fact that you were here talking save, with us. I can us. save my point for later. Um, yeah, let's see. I think uh, let's see. I think I have an appointment at 1.30, so or, uh, let's see. Yeah, at 1.30, so I I can go for maybe 21 minutes. Excellent. Excellent. Um, there was, uh, there's this great essay you might like Uber Boyle before I criticize Nietzsche. It's written by, um, the, the neo-Marxist, um, uh, Luke. (laughs) Um, yeah, Luke, uh, George Lukash. Um, it's in his book. Um, it's not the whole book is on, but you can find the specific chapter in Nietzsche on the Marxist.org. You know, that, I mean, I again, go this, his- I'm getting this guy who made Star Wars. I'm Googling this and there's this guy who keeps on popping up who made Star Wars. Am I spelling George Lucas right? Lukash. It's um, <laughs> L-U-K-A-C-S. It's called The Destruction of Reason. Um, oh. And he writes specifically this chapter in Nietzsche and he's criticizing him because he doesn't have the same uh, moral foundation as Kant. Um, he's basically saying that he led to the Nazis because uh, Nietzsche views uh, class struggle as a war of the higher type and lower, against, the lower type against the higher type. And he's talking about how Nietzsche's criticism of the Enlightenment, which is the basis of a lot of Marxoid thinking, um, it's it's sort of like one of those articles where it's criticizing Nietzsche, but it's like that John Winthorpe tweet that people capped before he got banned. Where what, what was it, Lev? Um, you forgot to insert the Jigga. Ch- you forgot to attach the Jigga Chat image. So if you know what I mean, it's one of those uh, articles. But what I would criticize Nietzsche on is um, there was this great tweet by Lo- Lo- Logo, um, but it wasn't by Logo. It was originally by Alan Bloom. Um, no, sorry, Harold Bloom, <laughs> and not Alan Bloom. God. <laughs> Harold Bloom in the um, the the Straussian. Uh, the the closing of the American mind where Logo says that we're living in a left Nietzschean world and that the SJWs are the real Nietzscheans and it's basically taken from that essay by uh, Bloom from Closing the American Mm -hmm. Mind. It's called The um, Infatuation with Left Nietzscheanism meaning this obsession with sort of perspectivalism and um, individualism and sort of the quest for recognition that is free of a dialectic from example Hegel because Nietzsche abhorred dialectic um we see now that in you know in other words the sjw is the real nietzscheans what do you think of that uber boy <laughs> and, and travis no- as well i want to get both and of Travi- you yeah and then well uh, prudentials yes prudentials got to speak as well yeah. well I, i'd like to go through three things i'd like to stop, talk about stephen pinkner then i'd talk about uh lucas and i'm gonna ask geo to just tell me a little bit more about him and then i right. definitely like to talk about nietzsche and leftism um, so I'll be probably ranting. Um, so if you want to let Travis go there first, I'm ab- absolutely happy. Or if you want, I can just go for a uh, tr- absolute tear. Well, all right. Uh, let's go to Travis first, because I know that Travis has to go uh, pretty soon. And uh, also after that answer, I would very be interested in hearing Travis's solutions to... Oh, maybe we'll save that for the last. Like the last question that I would want to ask Travis is kind of like a multi-step plan of how we actually nice. go about <laughs> utilizing 
the, let's say, liberal society that we still have to a certain extent to save it from the uh, cancerous elements. But uh, Travis, before that, that just like let that marinate in your head for a little bit. But uh, before <laughs> right, that, I'll let's go do to my uh, best. Let's go to uh, Geo's question regarding uh, Nietzsche and uh, Nazism and all that. Oh yeah, I don't think I could disagree more. Um, I I I often like to uh, hypothesize that um, the type of Ubermensch he was mentioning and the Hyperboreans that he mentions in Antichrist is the type of person that I am trying to be, but with a lot of skepticism and um, and not and not such a grandiosity of view of myself, a grandiose view of myself. <laughs> but I but I but I like his framing and. Um, I, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm caught between like that way of thinking in terms of, you know, the creation of your own values, which is very important to me once I left Christianity. Um, and yet, you know, as I mentioned earlier, Thomas Sowell's constrained vision, I think there's something to that as well. So, you know, like, like, again, I'm, I'm really, um, I'm really hesitant to prescribe, any any kind of uh, grand narrative for society, or to say the way in which it's going and the way in which it's going to go, I'm I'm, I'm just very skeptical of all of that. But in terms of the question, um, yeah, I, I, I I've always taken um, an issue with with people connecting Nietzsche to nihilism and postmodernism because they uh, sometimes people say he's the father of postmodernism, but I think that's just a misreading of Nietzsche, and I, I think that. He was very much against nihilism and against what uh, would ultimately, in my opinion, lead to these far-left ideologues. That, that's my opinion, um, but I'm happy to hear Uber Boyo. Yeah. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So um, I've got a lot of, like, a, I'm just going to try to organize this all in my brain the best I can. The first one was, of course, the Pinkner question. Oh, I've turned up my, my mic to compete with Lev. I'm all jealous of he getting to <laughs> he getting to go heavy metal mode in this all, and I have to have my little bitch microphone here. But if it starts to glitch, just tell me and I'll stop it. Um, the Pinkner question is quite an interesting one because, for example, um, I think I think Travis is absolutely correct. Like, a lot of people will assume that, like, Pinkner's up there and just chanting, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's he's like, a fanboy for some type of uh, simplistic version of liberal society or something like this but he really is just trying to document like these are all the measures and the metrics of progress like these are all these things that have gone good now um and this is the the classic edgy nietzsche and take but why why is any of like why is any of that stuff good why is what what hurt animals No. Yeah, and and we we would conceptualize a lot of the things that he would conceptualize as progressive or signaling a advancement forward, um, are are very very questionable. And I think it's fair to question them. I know it's like it might be a bit like reactionary, edgy, but it is fair to question them. Like, what what value is there in looking at the average man that we have nowadays? Where sure. like, look 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 outside the fucking window, man. For the last couple of months, like people are not getting any more individualistic. They're not getting any more free thinking. They're not getting any more intellectual. They're not. Th- thinking by themselves. In fact, people are starting to conglomerate and homogenize into a single unit of thinking, becoming mass consumers. And, we're, we're, and like, it's, it's, not, it's not pretty what's going on. And in fact, Nietzsche's uh, the, like, specific categorization 150 years ago was that there would be the ascension of this thing he called the last man, which is the least evolved, like the, the, the worst direction human evolution could go. And this would be the, the future would be the ascendancy of this character. And I think, um, I think that has come true. I think he was on 
on the money with that. And people like Pinkner, I understand what they're saying and I get it. Like, you know, it, it is nice to, <laughs> to give the poor food. Like, I'm not saying go around and be like, take the food off the poor or something like this. But it's it's not, I don't think it's the correct um, ambitious metric. I don't think it is in that type of way. And when you talk about nihilism, I think the reason why people grab onto these things is because people don't have the thumos to do anything by grabbing to this stuff. They can only grab onto things like um, uh, save the world or make all the countries be democratic, whatever that means, or all these types of things. And it's it's a very, very poor measurement of, of, of progress. And what I don't see is any type of ability for them to sort of say, what if there was a different progress? Maybe this progress is wrong. What is sort of going on here? Like, is, is this really the ascendancy of these metrics that is going to define our civilization? Because for example, I don't think they defined our civilization before when we were at its apex. When the West was at its ascendancy, I don't think democracy was really on their fucking tongues at all. They were thinking about how do we spread Christianity to the barbarians was usually what they were thinking. And that was actually a secret cloak for something underneath them, which was the ancient creative spirit, which was a little bit violent and dangerous as well. And I think that's, a very, like again, very Nietzschean. Um, you can disagree with it all you wish, but I think it's a very, very interesting take. Now, you guys began to mention how Stephen Pinkner is often misinterpreted, but the ideas he represents are quite important. So again, I think this comes back to the way Nietzsche looks at this stuff, which is so interesting in that, um, yeah, Stephen Pinkner is like a figurehead for a collective herd idea and, and like a group of people have a certain idea. In, in fact, he would go a level beneath that and he would say a group of people have an emotion or an instinct. So for example, molest, you know, it's a category we place on a certain type of person, but what's actually operant within them is a sizzling resentment. And it's a set of you could say physiological traits nearly to some extent whereas um and there's even been like, strange evidence about this that like if you put on more muscle mass and increase testosterone you, you begin to develop um right-wing views and i'm not trying to say that as like jim chad be right-wing build a wall or something like that but like you know you can kind of see where they're going with this that there is a sort of physiological connection to what we think and so you could look at a, a leftist or a communist, or what some people might nowadays call a socialist, even though these things are simplistic, you could look at that as a, um, a physiological part of society. And maybe it is the ideology of the last man. And of course, Nietzsche had this most damning suggestion of all, because he was a, he was a realist about this. And this is sort of tying into what Gio was asking. He realized that um, the, the, the conservers of the West aren't going to win because they don't have the thumos. And it's almost there's almost no way around that. Like th these things operate over the courses of centuries. And the, the, the conservative West is, is burned out. It just doesn't have the will. And these resentful people who are fired up, they do. And so what is probably going to, going to ascend, what is going to um, win, it's like the question with um, Christianity or something like this. What won at the end of Rome was Christianity. And so what he sees with the ascendancy of democracy and the creation of this last man is this opportunity for a, a set of tyrants to ascend. Democracy will leave the opportunity for an ascendancy of tyrants, people who will be able to take the last man, the average man and, and the consumer that was forming and bullshit them into ruling them basically in some type of very extreme way. And it's a shocking statement, which I look around quite a lot and say to myself, you know, he was kind of on point with that as well. Well, wouldn't and, you um, say that he predicted Hitler in that sense? So I'll get to the Nazis now in a second, because that's that's a really interesting question. And don't you very... think the SJWs have the will to power now more than anybody? I mean, come on. So, so there's a couple of different slants on, on sort of what Gio is saying. So I guess I'll go to the left thing first, and then we'll go to Hitler afterwards. Delightful. We'll talk about we'll talk about all the good points now. Um, 
the the SJWs on some level would because they are the people who are animated enough to actually try to recraft the world in their own image. Like they're people creating their own values. Uh, what's that Vouch guy? I don't listen to him too much, but I remember oh, I tuned God. I tuned oh. into him talking about transhumanism or something one day, and he was talking about um, being transsexual, and he was saying, and it was actually so interesting listening to him because you, you hear the way he talks about it, and he's like, man, there's nothing more like cowardly and cuckoldy and bitchy and bit, like. More, more, it's nothing more pathetic than being constrained by what your body is. Nothing describes the power of will more than your ability to recraft your body into what your mind sees it as. Then there's no more dominance of your mind over your body than your ability to just cut your dick off and like turn it into a vagina or something like this. And you're kind of thinking, you know, this is a bit fucked up, but you actually get where he's coming from. Like he has that obnoxious, shocking desire to recraft the world. Now, will in the VR pod, in the you're going to be trans. You're going to be a trans anime person in the VR yeah. pod. <laughs> you will. No, you, yeah, the AR AR fashion will make it so that you're anyone. Yeah, I'm going to just walk around as so yeah. <laughs> and, and And in some sense, like you have to start asking very serious questions because like, I, I don't know, will Vouch and, and, and that, like the transsexual movement and all that stuff win long term and establish a new society where everybody is like, you know, free to choose their identities without the, the foundations of the entire thing imploding. Like what happened in Rome? Like there, there's such a huge risk there, a monumental risk for something like that to happen. But say they do, say they pull it off. Like you can see that sort of animation within them where they will will recraft the world. They'll, they'll pretty much, they'll try it anyway to try to rebend the world into a vision of what they, what they want. Now, on some level, they, they possess the will to power. They possess the, the ability to craft new values. And it's kind of shocking what they are, but they have it. They do have that. But the values now, themselves is, seem to be very empty. Well, what are, what are the values? That's, that's, that's the just, link to nihilism, in my opinion. Well, it's more like that they're corrupt. Like I think, like the they're, idea they're Gnostic that you're, and so yeah, it's yeah. like okay, mm. like mm. there's this idea in occultism, right? That what to take something that is sacred and make it profane gives power, counter initiation. Right? Yeah, exactly, it gives power, right? So um, you can look at the trans movement as a corruption of the idea of the of the rebus or like the you know the the, the Gnostic uh, or not even necessarily Gnostic Hermetic, you know, all of Western has this idea, yeah. right? Of of diffusion of the masculine and feminine in, inside of you. Right. Uh, mutilating yourself is not the same thing as that, obviously. And anyone that you tell that tell that to would understand. But they if you say fusion of masculine and feminine in the modern age, everyone just thinks of trans people. Right. There's no mm. there's no um, there's no understanding that it's like, no, this is this well, is this much different. And, and I think co- the corruption of such, even though they may have the quote unquote will right now, it's it's wholly it's like um it's more like an oil spill than a fucking you know i mean than Mm. growth like it's not it's not but this is but there's there's also nothing really being created here as far as i see and i could be wrong but most most of the things that i see coming from a lot of these folks there doesn't seem to be any kind of big project that ends up uh, showing off how creative somebody is a lot of it's just like a copy of a copy of a copy of you know whatever hairstyle uh they happen to like but i do want to get back to uh travis just because uh, i know that there's not that much time that he has right now before his appointment uh and i want to specifically ask travis about the thumos question that uh uber boyo was uh, pointing out in relation to the people who are trying to save western civilization today do you agree that they don't have enough of the thumos will they ever have the thumos and i guess that'll kind of uh, bring in the last question that i have for you which is a multi-step plan to getting that thumos back if it's not there right now 
Um, yeah, I, I do have to go soon, but I, I will say that just, I mean, it's, it's a microcosm and it's an anecdote, but um, the reaction that I have seen to my series has been overwhelmingly positive and people have been motivated to make changes. I mean, you see um, various uh, school uh, school boards um, or pe- people being recalled from school boards, uh, uh, certain politicians being recalled because of they're, they're pushing this stuff. I mean, it's it, I don't want to minimize the danger and the problem and, and the energy that the other side has, but I do see a swelling of support and energy on the, well, it's really, it's honestly, a, it's a combination of liberal, conservative, and even some progressive voices who don't go along with this, right? And uh, I see them being more and more energized as time goes on. I'm really skeptical. Again, Nietzsche is brilliant, but um, again, applying these sort of grand narratives and predicting the future based on the past is, I think that's a, I think it's a dangerous route to go on um, personally. And I just, I, I, I wouldn't venture there uh, myself, but um, yeah, I'm sorry. What was the last question or what was well, the, the last question? question has do you to agree with the Lindy principle? <laughs> no. Well, okay. The last question has to do mm-hmm. again with uh, this idea of Thumos where, Mm. do the people who we currently have representing uh, the uh, people who would advocate for Western uh, values, do those people have enough thumos, have enough fire in their belly, have enough of whatever whatever you want to call? What is that sound? Is that... Sorry, it's a... It's somebody's uh, mowing the lawn outside. That sounds like a ship. It sounds like... Sorry. No, no, no problem at all. So my question again um, goes back to this idea of Thumos. Do the people who we currently have right now defending Western Civ, do they have enough of that fire in their belly, that kundalini, whatever you want to call it, just that primal energy that would make them somebody for people to look at, not just, not just in this clean way of, oh, I agree with the point you have to make, but something deeper yes. than that. Yeah, I mean, again, what I, I again, it's just an anecdote, so I don't, I don't want to say this is true for all of society by any stretch of the imagination. But from what I'm seeing, I mean, people like Pete have an incredible fire in their belly to to do things uh, 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 that go against, you know, what he calls the enemies of of, of Western civilization. Um, so I see, I do see a lot of that, and I see a lot of projects happening uh, to to push back. So personally, I do see it. Whether or not it'll be enough, uh, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't say. Um, and one quick note on on Pinker and, and anyone who is misinterpreted, I'm, I, I'm, I take issue with that because you know, like someone may may misinterpret my work, and and maybe a whole bunch of people might misinterpret my work. But it is, but my intentions are very clear, and what I say is very clear, and what is in the documentary is very clear. So if people on uh, mass happen to think that it's some right-wing propaganda well then fuck them i don't care <laughs> you know and so that's that's I just no i I, I, I think the issue there though was not that people would think it's right-wing although i'm sure many people do obviously but uh my issue would be a rather geo's issue would be that people would uh, see him talking about how you know there's all these great things that are symbols of progress yet the issue may be for people like uber boyo that those very things that he would look at as being examples of progress were the very seeds that were sown of the destruction of the very system that uh, that is uh, well, look va- at, valued. Look at the, well, and I'm not saying at, I agree with that, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, I think we'd, we'd have to be a lot more specific and it would take a lot of time well, look at, to look at, Yeah, look at the, the trans issue. I mean, the, like there is this one 
I don't want to say woman misgen- misgender, uh, mispronoun. This person on Twitter was saying, uh, and got totally ratioed, by the way, thank God, that uh, maybe we should give, we should put every child on hormone blockers and give them the option. Th- that To me, right. th- this is, the, this is <laughs> liberal <terrible>. individualism, <laughs> though. This is the end result mm. of this liberal tradition of extreme yes. individualist choice and free action. Autonomy as, worship. Exactly. So th- this I, that's a specific manifestation. Mm. I guess. Well, even though a lot of yeah, classic I, liberals would be against that. Oh, yeah, wow. well, I, I think more and more people are recognizing the benefits of tribalism. I mean, Sebastian Younger wrote a book called Tribe, where he talks about the benefits of this collective identity. And yes, yeah, fantastic. And, and so, so I think more and more people are waking up to the importance of that, like the hyper individualism stuff doesn't doesn't work. It may work on an individual level at, at times. Uh, and I don't think we should we should jettison it, but but the collective is very important. Jonathan Haidt talks a lot about that. A lot of other people do. I, I'm sorry I have to go, but I, I really do. I have an appointment, but um, it's been great chatting with all you Travis, guys. And, great uh, pleasure. Please awesome. follow Travis Brown on Twitter. Here is the link. Become the signal. There's so much noise on the internet that I really appreciate when actual signals come along, if you catch that <laughs> reference. So, Travis, again, thank you so much. Please follow Travis on Twitter at become the signal, and also watch his amazing uh, documentary which I'm going to load right now for everybody The Woke Reformation The Woke Reformation everybody I'm going to link to that as well on YouTube and again Travis thank you so much for being here I hope to talk to you again and uh, wishing you the very best in the rest of the day week, year, all that stuff Absolutely and likewise and thanks to everybody I really appreciate it Nice to meet you sir Nice to meet you, take care Awesome So here it is. Here is the link for the Woke Reformation. And uh, bam, there it is. Everybody, don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe and keep subscribing. Patreon.com. You, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I want to get back to Uber Boyo right now. So, the, someone the mentioned lighting... Jihad versus McWorld, too. That's oh, pretty... man. Okay, so the lighting isn't bad, but I do want to say, Uber Boyo, you're like a shadow person right now. Yeah, so I, I don't know I if there's just... any... No problem at all. No, I mean, you got no, such a there's... handsome face, you know? Like, why, why, not... why hide it from the world? Thank you. You've you've already cooked me in the audio. I'll let you. I'll let you face mug me as well. I'll let you face mug me. As I love well. how Uber Boyle like he's got that like typical Irish um, storyteller. Like the, when you watch his videos, like I was watching the recent one about confidence. It's like, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like if Mike Cernovich didn't have like kind of like a like that type of measly voice so feminine. <laughs> yeah yeah but like if he had more drive, oh we gotta get sort of a shot we gotta get sort of a shot we gotta get sort of a shot i remember the good one luck. video say one thing against that dude he blocks you yeah i remember well it kind of like paul's call us um no, no, we're, we're, just we're, say you want to do relief. ayahuasca with him he'll come on yeah there you <laughs> go no, no, we're in good relations I remember, like the way he yeah. used to say in the one video he's like conservative like i love the way he said it back in the day conservative like it's oh my god it's like the Richard Spencer mm. uh, 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 burger. Yeah, like mm, a burger with a. Uh, I can't do it, like uh, with uh, portobello mushrooms mm. and all the cheese. Oh, now, now I want to. I want to get back to the thing we were talking about. I just with, think uh, you people are cucked if you don't accept the Fauci ouchie. <laughs> I mean, you people. I mean, Israel. Israel has has mass Fauci ouchies. Why can't? Uh, so apparently, if it's good enough for the Israelis, according to Spencer, That's then not it's how good. It works for me, thank you. Yeah. Well, if it's good, <laughs> well, if it's good enough for the goose, it's, it's good enough for the You know what? Ironic, like ironically enough, before we go to over- overboil, that's the exact same logic 
against the quote unquote conspiracy theories that the one video from uh who's that like science i fucking love science youtube people that do like the kitschy like I neon animations yes i show it's the it's john green and, and hank green no the kurtzgard Kurtz oh, Kurtzgard, yeah. The- oh, Kurtzgesag. Kurtzgesag. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the bug band people. Right. Yeah. They did this one video where like, they were quoted. Did quote, you know that science has proved that it's conspiracy better to theories. suck your own cock yes. every day? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Thank you, man. <laughs> Come on. But that's they, the they ultimate this video. Uh, Ouroboros. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate, yeah, Ouroboric forms. Um, Chop and Divide. No, sorry, I'm getting my lyrics, my cynic lyrics confused. Chop and Divide God's Dream Thoughts was from Veil of Maya, not from Ouroboric forms. Um, no, they had this one video debunking conspiracy theories where they said, well, all of these plans, like uh, chemtrails, they're going to affect the elites too. So that means, and then I remember Alex Jones said this years ago where he's like, you got to realize that these people are nihilists. They don't care about themselves. They want to blitter humanity that's the answer to these people they have no higher values they worship materialism and science and therefore they think that just because um the elites are going to be affected they don't the elites don't care the elites probably have some kind of reptilian defense system against all the food and poison oh wait 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 by the way speaking of elites look at this picture see this is oh a- my god <laughs> that hair <laughs> who's the guy next to you in jules and cernovich yeah that dude is Fucking skull mogging the absolute <laughs> yeah, Cernovich. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, also, Jules just mogging. All of you are mogging Mike Cernovich. That's hilarious. <laughs> He's not as red Even as Jules. I expected mm-hmm. him to be. Mm. So he always looks so red and sweaty. I'm just so <laughs> the best is when Cernovich had the bun like I have, but he kind of looked like Rob Van Dam. And I remember I tweeted that nobody got that reference because Rob Van Dam he looked exactly like Rob Van Dam. It was hilarious. He needs to do the arms just one time so we know <laughs> so we just one five star frog splash, please. Yeah, no, give him the Van Terminator on the, yeah. the from corner. Yeah. God, right, man. So what are we talking about? I, we we're talking about Van. Okay, the Van Terminator is when you go into the corner. The Van Daminator is when he throws you the like, or or uh, Bill Alfonso throws the chair. You, and, then he, you, and he does the sick. Uh, yeah, somehow you're kick. stunned by him throwing a chair. Yeah, dude, give him enough time like, to kick it in your any face. Any person that catches anything has yeah. a. They, they yeah. have a five second stun. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and, oh, and by the way, window by the way, it looks fucking terrible. If you guys want to know who that is, that is Victor Bjork, who's originally from Sweden, and he is in biotech. He is, has... is that Peter Sweden? No, oh, yeah, no. right. It's, yeah. No, no, it's Victor Bjork. He's a friend. Oh, of, it's not. He's a friend oh, okay. of mine that and makes Jules. Sense. He's is in biotech. Yeah, Peter, he's in Peter biotech. Sweden? Peter Sweden. Yeah, he is. Yes. Oh my so god, I haven't seen him in years. Well, he's too busy getting owned every fucking twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I want to. Okay, I want to get that. Yeah, they love him. All the H bomber uh, guy people. They fucking yeah, they the bread tubers. Peter Norway. That's the joke. Peter yeah, Norway. Peter Norway. Oh, yeah. I fucking hate that Peter Norway guy. That piece of shit. The fucking what's his name? Uh, not Peter Sweden. The Peter Norway guy. Mm. Jo- that, well, speaking. Uh, yeah, that fucking guy. That guy's such a fucking douchebag. Oh god. Well, speaking of Norway, we gotta get my friend. Sorry, Sh- we're just talking shit about. We bread got. We gotta get. Right we gotta get my friend Shabana <laughs> Rehman on the stream later on. But by the way, for those who don't know, I'm drinking raw buffalo milk over here, right out what? of the. Uh, yeah, here. See. That's very, very Lev bad is, behavior, Lev, right there, man. Fucking I thought you were drinking bleach for a second. Yeah, my <laughs> god, De- Lev is literally living an emperor <laughs> tier life <laughs> at all. Times. <laughs> 
Lev, what do you do all day? Oh, I sneed. <laughs> I sneed buffalo milk all the time. And lifts. And speaking of sneed, don't forget to sneed those super chats for Uber Boy and everybody you else like here. You like my recent tweet here that I came up with a day ago, where I said, Moldbug's recent per. Uh, preaching of quietism under the current regime kind of reminds me of Metallica during the mid-90s. Just when metalheads needed them the most, they came out with load. Does that mean that Nick Land is our Pantera now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I want... Okay, I don't know. Everyone's reading Xeno systems now, so who knows? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I came out. I have the PDF right here. Uh, All right, I want to get back to Uber Boyo right now. So, Uber Boyo, first off, what did you think of the conversation with Travis? Um... All right. Well, there was there was a couple of little different threads that were even open that I'd love to close. One of them, for example, was the will the power of the transsexuals, which is a, obviously a very pressing question that we all must ask. Yeah, it's very <laughs> important. Yes. <laughs> and a, a sort of a, an addition to that, a a. Um, a perspective that I'd like to add to that as well is that there, there's, again, like it sounds like I'm, I'm bagging on Christianity a bit too much, but you could look at um, many of the kind of Christians and you would look at maybe the extremism of certain Christians that were, you know, they're whipping themselves and ripping off the skin off their back. Yeah. And you're yeah. kind of thinking to yourself, fuck, that's a crazy ideology. But ultimately, it was like quite a normal ideology, very, very stable and very, very healthy for civilization. And the elites were the people who were running it. Like, you know, the German people who conquered and the Europe after Rome, they all uh, embraced Christianity largely. And um, no matter how many you might have some like weird niche movements and all that, it was sort of downstream from their perspective, their way of seeing the world, you know, the Catholic Habsburgs and all this. Now, what I think you see with the transsexual movement is the same thing. It's a niche downstream example of who you should really be looking at, which is the question of, uh, maybe you could even call it the transhumanist movement, or maybe the hyper individualist movement as you guys keep bringing up and i'd say like you know the people movement uh, maybe maybe yeah genuinely maybe the luciferian movement you know yeah. nietzsche himself called himself the antichrist um several times and he wrote a fucking book about it and you know there's a lot of those people who were in the quote-unquote elite like it's a pretty egregious word to use but you could say the, the what we would understand as the royal class or the aristocratic class or the organizing class and i'm sure a, a huge amount of them would have seen themselves as anti-christian and uh, all of that stuff but maybe we can brush that aside because it does kind of complicate the question a little bit and just understand it in the sense of like they see themselves as they're ideologically aligned with the the ideas and they see themselves as the good guys is the most important thing they see themselves as the good guys who are going for individualism and an individualist society and the sort of ultimate expression of individualism is the ability for our mind's ability to conceptualize an identity to overcome every single restriction biological social collective cultural tribal all that type of stuff and we get into this position where we can fundamentally define what we are through the power of our own thoughts. And that's sort of the transhumanist um, idea at its foundation. And when you look at um, the people, like like I'm bringing this up because Gio said that this logo guy brought up that idea that the, the modern quote-unquote elites are Nietzschean in this type of sense. Like he might, he might actually be correct in that, in that you would look at the people who are quote-unquote winning and doing well right now. And maybe that's precisely what they are. Like they are people who are adamant, radical individualists, tr- transnational, what Alex Jones might call the globalists. And they, do, you know, they organize their, their finances so that they don't have to worry about money problems and being trapped with, you know, nations 
nation states. They have, uh, you know, the Cayman Islands to back them up there. And they have access to the most advanced technology in the world. Many of them are tinkering with life extension stuff. You have people like, I think Jeff Bezos went to fucking space today. Like, you know, really? he did. Dude, it was so good. He was there for 10 minutes. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, and it is this is the type of thing like stupid fucking thing. Oh my he, god! These these guys they're 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 beginning to 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 flex their or, or or trying to creep their fingers out into private individual victories. Like they're trying to become Iron Man, you know. And yeah. it's n- n- not that romantic, but it is in a way. Like if you look at it, it is the sort of myth of our age. Like these guys are trying to do it themselves mm. without the help of the nations. And you could even see the redundancy of the people and the lower classes and the nations. They see them as not that useful anymore. Because because of things like automation, like they, you know, everybody will be replaced by robots eventually, and you'll have a sort of underclass who will do much of the kind of service and management, and then you'll have an upper class who will be like a new aristocracy who will execute execute their will to power and become a, a complex array of very interesting individuals. And that might be there might be a couple of transsexuals in there, and that will be totally socially permissible. And there might be some space aged fucking crazy bastards, and maybe a couple of bodybuilders and all these type of things. But it will be a collage of individuals the way they see it. And that genuinely might be the elite ideology as we understand it, if we're going to steel man this thing and assume that this is what these people are trying to do. Now, this doesn't mean they're right. doesn't mean that they're going to succeed. doesn't even mean that it's going to, it's a good thing. It might even cause the decay of society and all this type of stuff. But I think it's useful to imagine that at the very highest level, there are people like that out there that are thinking that way. And as I said, they're seeing themselves as the good guys. And it's more probably a force of incompetence that's making things come out so bad down here on the ground. Most conspiracy Conspiratorial people for the like, if you want to go full Bill Cooper, you know, behold a pill horse people, right? Oh, you got to talk loudly. You are very, very oh, sorry. Quiet I'm, right I'm, now. I'm, I'm, I was away from my mic. Um, if you want to talk about like, this is a, I, I assume that the, the actual elite, not just like the, the rich people that we see. Even louder, the, if possible. Uh, the actual elite. I see these people more as like a, that, that is their, that is what they're doing. Like they're they're attempting to unironically leave humanity behind. They they don't want to be one of these. A lot of it is um you know, uh, uh, sort of like a gnostic, like hatred of 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 material world and the self and like and and like their own bodies. Yeah, like oh I'm I'm limited, therefore I'm living in hell, right? Which is yeah. just yeah. super psychotic. But. Uh, I don't assume that they're doing it for anybody else. I assume always that they're doing it for themselves. And, and in many ways, yes, they are extremely Nietzsche. They, they are using um, their power to gain more. They're, they're using what they have to not um, degenerate, to not was from what we can see. But at the same time, I think there is a, there is a, there's a transcendent, um, idea to what will really is and it's one thing to be um almost like a slave to your own ego's desires and wills right and and call that being will to power and it's another thing entirely to attempt to do the will of something higher than yourself um and using that as the 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 impetus the the fuel right so i think the decadence that we've been talking about the sort of Nietzsche and decadence here is, is the big is the big topic because it's almost like there's nothing left to do. There's nothing left to do except um, from their perspective, transgress upon like the, the sort of like the traditional and, and what's already existed. Um, we, we, we've run out of out of territory, right? As as um, you know, the, the conversation is very Bapian, but, uh, you know, we're, we're I, and I also wanted to say that I don't think that the bug man actually 
has the will. They just have numbers. Like, they've never had the will to power. They just have the uh, advantage of numbers. Whereas the reason that often the Bugman loses is because even though they are they outnumber their enemy. They don't have that same, that same fight, that thumos. They don't have it. They don't have, they don't want it as much. They're not, they're not, but dude, there's a reason that the the Romans, their founding myth is dude. We were literally raised by fucking wolves. Like that is next level shit. These guys are not fucking playing it. They they were, they know what they are. You know what I mean? We were raised by the goddamn wolves. It's time. So they're not going to play games that pretend like they aren't what they are. The but, teeth, ha they haven't been defanged. But then there's much, another much question better. that I have regarding the fanging, where if we take a look at a lot of these ancient cultures, the archaic Greeks, I always mentioned them regarding uh, the comparison of their artwork, where the people were more puppet-like, controlled by the will of the gods, as opposed to us that see ourselves as being these individuals. The question for me is always, if there is like a certain trajectory trajectory that the planet's spinning symbolized by this massager over here if there is any trajectory oh it's a massager is it yes oh yeah I was wondering what the fuck that was. well since you were mentioning the christians whipping themselves it got me the bright idea to utilize this thing again you know this is the oh, modern nice, equivalent nice. of the christians whipping themselves but anyway that is the, that is the ultimate antichrist parody <laughs> of the yeah, yeah. it's like a massage that's ball. like the <laughs> pantomime oh, version <laughs> my my unworked my unworked and neo-aristocratic muscles need to get a spanking from this pleasure yeah. ball yes delicately sorry come on let, let me spank in that pussy with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry i'm reeling from the fed post conversation we were oh that was amazing that. that was hilarious yeah, the, uh, uncle junior sushi thing okay so <laughs> Okay. So anyway, Uncle June, I thought you stick to the block. Anyway, now. okay. Think of okay. Think of how much, how many, uh, how many sperm have to you know go through the process. Oh, right, of, right. You don't know what I'm about to say, so shut uh, up and let me talk, and you'll understand what I mean. Here we go. Uh, so okay, how many? Think of how many sperm it takes to um, you know go through the whole process. Like it's like billions of sperm, right? But only one ends up making it into the egg. So it could be a similar thing with humanity when it comes to, like, the Earth right now, maybe like the balls. And all of the human, all the humans are like the sperm. And eventually what we may be coming to is this condition where having all of this uh, information available to us, like I always say, like if you teleport somebody from the past to the present, you know, they'd be shocked at the amount of information that they can access now. And at the same time be, I don't know if they'd be surprised or not, but they would definitely acknowledge that a lot of people are using this amazing technology just for, uh, you know, playing Candy Crush or, you know, going on TikTok or whatever. So to me, that leaves a great opportunity that we've never ever had before of being able to connect a lot of the dots as to what exactly is going on and for a few people to be able to utilize this opportunity to grow into something bigger than whatever uh, could have happened before. And the reason why I mentioned the archaic Greeks is I still think that uh, this is just a guess. Like, I don't know if they were actually like that. According to, let's say, Julian Jane, who wrote the book uh, about the uh, bicameral mind during the Bronze Age, that people were 
disconnected, according to him, where they assumed that the voices that they heard, that was just like the voices of the gods ordering them to do certain things where they were mere puppets. And I'm always fascinated by looking at more like a primitive tribal societies where they do seem to be in more of a dream state in the way that they relate to each other, the way that they relate to their world. And you could say, well, they're healthier. I mean, then again, some of them are not as healthy, but they are like, you know, closer to the land and all that stuff, you know, not as disconnected as we are. But how much of it is them and how much of it is just this instinct that they don't really have that much of a power over? They're just kind of going oh, with the flow. Well. You know what I mean? So, well, so like, my ultimate point here is maybe there is something to this individuation that, if used in a certain way, would be able to get us to a higher level than what people were capable of before, where they were more of in, like, this hive mind. I don't know. It's, it's, great, it's a great point. It's a very interesting question. And um, a kind of corollary or maybe a balancer to it is that every, like, you know, the, the stuff that I would talk about, the psychoanalysis, Jung, Nietzsche himself... The, the the shocking statements that they are making at the root of most of their philosophies is that we are fundamentally driven by the gods still there is we, we almost there is, there is almost like no evidence for a serious free will in the way that we understand it it's very very shocking like we we are rationalizing animals and what I mean by rationalizing is that we don't think rationally per se we come up with excuses to explain to ourselves why we do things in fact with these left brain right brain studies they cut fucking brains in half and they show the left brain stuff and the left brain invents stories to make it coherent so it doesn't have a schizophrenic break about the fact that there's another half of it that's making operant choices that it's unconscious of like that stuff is still there and so the whole idea of like all right well were the people in the past making unconscious choices man we make unconscious choices as well like this whole idea about the the, the quote-unquote left and um, making you know going for this woke movement and being animated and driven towards these type of ideologies this is built on the the physiological simmer of like what Nietzsche would call the resentment within them and the sort of lack of thumos within the, the the lack of a god within the kind of conservative movement, if you will, means the sort of same thing. And the the desire for these creative elites, if you will, to achieve transcendence and become the sperm that injects out of the balls of the earth and the the, the sack earth. The, these are, again, they're sort of driven by an instinct. They have that will to power and they want to express it in some type of way. And they're, they're individualists for whatever reason that, that means in these type of regards and we we like i think the most interesting way to well one one interesting way one interesting way to look at the world is to see it as a like conglomerate of forces all operating together in a very kind of crazy way pushing alongside each other to try to get someplace and if you start to look at it this way our reason begins to just de-pedestalize a huge amount and not really have as much power as we thought it was at all this is why i think it's it's such a a parody the way we sit around and we talk about this type of stuff because it's not really going to do anything like long term like you know but but Jeff every- Bezos is mm-hmm. Go on, sir. But Go is on. everybody you think equally unconscious, or would you give credence to there being some people who have a little bit more consciousness than others? If you have a monk, for example, who goes out and meditates every single day or whatever, would you say that they're the same as somebody who's just constantly on their phone or looking at TikTok or whatever? Or well, would you say there that's, is a that's- difference? Let's ask a slightly different question because the question is is more about like who's going to be the sperm that injects out of the ball sack. Earth. Sure. <laughs> um, and who's going to win is the, the real question. And so Nietzsche was sort of Nietzsche, like actually here's, we'll, they'll pivot into the Nazis here. So Nietzsche's um, uh, admiration for the Jews is that he would say that these people, like, you know, they came out of Judea and they were thrown into Europe and they were sidelined in the ghettos and ostracized because, you know, they, they had awkward ways of doing things. Let's put it that way. 
and they got ostracized. And this causes what we what we can understand as an evolutionary pressure to be put upon them. Now, most people in civilization actually get less evolutionary pressure, but the Jews of all people got more because they were outsiders because of these things. And so they get more and more pressure put in, upon them and it builds up inside of them. Like, you know, the pain creates, sharpens them. And then by the time the 1920th century rolls around, these people are actually like highly animated. They have a, quite, a, quite a significant amount of thumos and all things considered, it's actually quite a shock. It's like, holy fuck, at this end of this historical process, you're looking at like Nietzsche noticed like the Germans and the conservatives. And he's like, these guys don't have the fucking will inside of them. Maybe the Germans is a different question, but the conservatives didn't have the will inside of them. He was, he actively said this, like, you know, the, the conservatives just, they don't have it anymore. Um, but you look at someone like, you know, the, the, the Jews, and obviously it's more complicated than just, you know, the Jews is one block or something like this, but they have this force. They have that nexus of force and they might not be even aware of what they are. They might not know what they are. The, the Zionists might not know where they are. The, the, I the am. George Soros. I'm aware. Well, all right. Well, this is the thing is like, I'm, you might not even be, you might think you know something, but you might not know mm -hmm. as much as you think you know, because they might have the will to, you know, get into management positions and they might be designed for civilization that will take them forward and make them successful in the future. Nietzsche says specifically in Beyond Good and Evil, not that the Jews want to, but if they are patient, which is their trait, they may indeed pluck rulership over Europe out of the hands of all, like everything and be part of the ruling race of the future because they're just positioned in this type of way. Like, like all the forces are pushing, but, them but just, it's the revolutionary spirit. You could well, say. no, Geo, just to push, just to push back a little bit on the revolutionary spirit part of it. <laughs> if a gap, no, no, I always push back on it because I am a, very much against anti-Semitism and all that. Uh, not not just because I'm a Jew, but in general, the reason being that I think that this is uh, completely wrong when it comes to saying well, like, I mean, if there were, well, hold on, Geo, if there were, let's say, if there were no Jews, would A, B, and C happen? I believe absolutely because gaps of power once they exist, ends up getting filled by whoever. So if there's a modern condition that would require there to be certain positions, whether it's, you know, whatever you want to say, like media, Hollywood, uh, banking, whatever, you're always going to find people, and you still find people, regardless of whether they're Jews or not, who would occupy those positions and be able to exert, you know, like as much as we could say, well, the Jews are good at yada, 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 there's still people who are not Jews who are just as good, and they, they'd be able to fill those positions as well so this whole idea is that if only this person did not uh, this group of people did not you know occupy the same planet you know it would be a different world i think it's absolute bollocks but to what uberboy was talking about i would say that in general any pressure that is exerted upon people uh as long you know whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger at the end of the day you know that yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's actually what I mean. That's sort of what Nietzsche was saying. It's such an astute observation because in some sense, like the Jews are very controversial people to say the least. And this is specifically when you're looking at like this idea of like, how can these people win or how can, how, how do you win the ball sack question? Like that's really the big question. And the Jews might not know what, they, I, literally they might not know what they are, but they, their instincts are aligned in a very strong way. Like they know instinctively that they should work together. They know should, they should uh, aim for positions <laughs> that they've been trained to aim for through the, the difficulty and challenges of the past and all this type of stuff. And all of this stuff is totally normal and totally healthy. It's actually actually a signal of health where this type of stuff works together. And they put themselves in a good position because of that. Nietzsche believed that they would come out. They, there's a possibility that they could be a significant part of, of whatever comes out on to top. Like, and he was right. They were, they were a significant part of the story now. They're doing very well in the world at the moment. Exactly. And, and, and like uh, not even... But, but what just, do you think of well, that? Hold on. Before the prudentialists, I just want to be clear on one aspect that Uber Boyo <laughs> talked about. When it comes to 
working together. Like I always say, this is going to be the second the second mini rant oh, of Lev Polyakov. When it comes to the whole working together thing, if there were a bunch of people who were Jewish who were working together on some leftist magazine, I would never want to be a part of it, nor would they want me to be a part of it. So I would rather be a part of something, you know, very different, regardless of whether there are Jews or non-Jews. I mean, look at this stream. Who's a Jew Fair right enough. now with, with me? You know what I mean? <laughs> so in that sense, I think you're right in terms of when there's there, more like religious, when Jewish there's more magazines. religious, when there's more religious Jews who are, by the way, very conservative. But when there are like more religious yes, Jews yes. out there, they're going to stick together. But when you have the diaspora, when you have, for example, I think that it is the case that in general, like throughout history, Jews have been some of the most, let's say, integrative peoples of all time, where they integrated themselves with Christian society as well. And sure. unlike in Spain, where even if you did convert, you were still considered to be a Jew, in other parts of Europe, I do believe, like when you converted to Christianity, that's it, you're, you're a Christian. They didn't do any DNA tests back then, they didn't have any, this was it. You know, from the rest of time, you would be considered to be a European Christian, and there wouldn't be any difference. So in that sense, like as far as the amount of integration that happened, uh, I would not say that when the integration is not there, there aren't like group dynamics yes, well, of course there are like I'm, among the religious uh, parts but otherwise i don't see that as much as uh, at all except for like the leftists but the leftists tend to find each other regardless yes and and i like i understand that and yeah like you did hear me say the caveat that like let's not go broad stroke and say that there are just a big block of people that you often hear but i do think they like most certainly you know th there is teamwork that goes on among people just like when i meet irish people like i i will sort of be like all right lads how are you and there's a sort of inside understanding of each other even if we're like liberal irish people who aren't that nationalist anymore and all these types of things and more more than the, the main point i'm trying to make is that there's there's strong instincts inside those people because of a long period of time of being um, pushed, pushed, uh, ostracized, you know, um, and this creates for good or for bad, um, a set of instincts that actually carries them through this sort of situation. And Nietzsche's big question is about like, all right, I'm not sure he's saying it's about consciousness. I'm not sure he's saying it's about, oh, we're all going to figure out what's happening. He's sort of saying that there will, will be sets of people. He's thought the Germans and the Jews were quite significant ones that will be full of thumos and will be pushing through this kind of corridor. And they'll, like whoever's the strongest instincts will be the one who makes it. And like whoever understands, that's almost after the fact. Like we'll, we'll look back at this period and be like, oh, that's what was going on. And it will be the it'll be like the winners looking back and sort of saying, oh, well, we figured it out. We we got the sus. And and that's the kind of big question. And and so obviously the Thumos question is a very, very serious one in that like, all right, if you don't have it, you better start creating it soon or you're in a very, very bad position because if you're just going to sit around being conscious and trying to know, it's almost like you'll get left behind in the game because you should be almost like your instinct should be almost pulling you through. It's like you're. It's like you're studying how to play a game versus just Boom. playing it. Mm. Boom. I want to make sure we get to the prudentialist, uh, but also real quick about the Kabbalistic tree of life. The two top ones, except for uh, crown, kind of like the crown yeah. chakra. The two yeah. top ones is uh, wisdom and understanding. But, uh so what is it Gebra and um well no those are the two columns so wisdom would be uh chokma and understanding would be uh bina and crown yeah. would be a uh, kater so okay. the idea there is that like all the mystery schools have these different uh, trees of life different ways of organizing you know the blueprint of consciousness itself i think that there is something to that like the ascension of consciousness but anyway i'm going to get to that a little bit later i know i've actually i've yes. actually thought that kabbalah is extremely extremely interesting for a very long time but i, I will say 
just briefly, I, I do agree with Ruboyo completely about the about the idea. Like there is, I can't think of. There's only one other group on Earth in the last, you know, it, since 1920 that's had the thumos that the the early Zionists had, and that was the Nazis. Like that's that's it. So, that's it. Yeah. The, the early Zionists were not playing games, dude. They had an objective, and they that was what they were going to do. And that's not. Like so mm. beyond all of but the they did have stuff. the backing of the British and by the, the way Americans, I still have to that helped Remus, yeah, I, but, that, but, I, they, I, but I, they got that stuff due to their own um, skill and and ability to 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 network and like they did it you understand it wasn't like it was just given they had to not necessarily it's not necessarily like it's not like a earn like you did it through me- wow look at this merit based society I mean they earned it through. Uh, their understanding of what the fuck is actually going on in the world. Like they're not, they're not, they're not going to wait to go through all the bureaucratic methods because they, they, they know what happens. Like nobody, nobody needed to explain. <laughs> but, but, but still the Remus, there, there is a very, there is a very important point that I should make though. And by the way, I am listening to that podcast. Can we get off this topic Hold on, now, hold on. Please? One second. One second. I, I, can, I can start talking about the Nazis hold on. next. If you want. Yes. One <laughs> sec- no, no, I would love, and I also got to uh, hear from oh. the Prudentialist, but also just one second. Remus, I, uh, I'm listening to that podcast that you recommended right now. I'm still, yeah. uh, I'm, st- I still have to uh, listen great, to a lot there's more. There's great quote by Hatcher Gio, you got to let me finish. You got to let me finish. You often do a lot. Sorry, I'll read it later. But later. Okay, here we go. So I'm listening to the podcast right now. The one thing that I would say is that as real as a as much of a realist as you can be when it comes to okay, this is the problem. What's going to be? How how are we going to solve this? The one thing that uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but when the early uh, Zionists were let's say setting um, various booby traps and explosives uh, for the British, they did, from what I understand warn them ahead of time, and also they made sure that wherever oh, they would put those left. bombs, oh, it would not man. be places where, uh, like, civilians yeah, no, and children no. See, would... Uh, they, do terrorism. Lev, they killed more British civilians than any other people in history. I'm on board. Who are these guys? The Who are these guys? I'm on board. The I, love, I love how, like, the IRA sympathizer you know the, and, like, the Likud, <laughs> like, Jewish you know the terrorists, they're okay, both so the, like, no, I killed more British people. No, I killed no, more Anglo. Lev, let's team up on these guys. Let's team up on these guys. All right. This is great. What was it? The London... Well, Kerr and Ireland consider my hatred of Maybe Maybe I didn't get up to that part of the podcast yet, but how how do you know? Trying to save the how do you know that statistic? Uh, that, the uh, one that you mentioned. They, because they exploded a fucking hotel. Yeah. That was there like, okay? Was there in war- British mandated Palestine when Britain was still the controllers of, pa- of yeah. what is Was now there Israel? any warning from them before they bombed that hotel? It doesn't matter. Oh my god! They're, 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 <laughs> no, no, wait. Yes, they, they would. They would never do that because it would be oh. ineffective. The IRA used to do that. The IRA used to, yeah, the IRA and then yeah. and then they'd send them to the other side of the street, and then they yeah. probably bomb the other side of the street. No, well. the, the, the IRA was stuff. different because they, they were different because they kind of were expelling like a foreign invader, but like. I, I don't know. The, it's hard to say. Idea. It's hard to they even say that get, they were trying to get them out with their terror. Yeah, that was the, the point the, of the, the Israelis were to, different. Was like to get they... the British out of 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 Palestine, and that, that there was they're never going to achieve that if people aren't afraid of them. So the entire point was to show literally everyone on Earth, including the biggest empire in the world at the time, yo, we are not afraid of you. We will fight you. 
We will fight forever. So you might as well just leave. And it worked. It made it, it work. Yeah, the British they stayed I'm, longer. And also, I'm not I'm not condemning any of this shit. I completely understand why these things happened. It's just that they did, right? It's that like we can't pretend that they didn't. They did, right? What is um, the What is the name of the hotel? I'm gonna look that up um, and later on, I'm gonna look at it in private and then I'm gonna get back to you. It was all. It was all. It was all a, a, a MI6 Royal Crown uh, psyop. Yeah, that's uh, that's what it's gonna be at against the, the Jewish people. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. I, I generally want to know so I can look it up later. Uh, I'm I'm just by being I'm just sinking the credibility of all my uh, of all my. Uh, my good lads. Uh, Fuck credibility. Just let me know what the hotel is. That's all. That's all I'm asking. Any, I want anyways, to find out. Lev, there's this great comment, Lev. You it's often... the King David hotel bombing. All right. Thank you. See, finally we have an answer. By so, Wyram Hatcher. I saw Lev, that. You, join, yes. join disguised the as Arab workmen and as hotel waiters, members of the Ergun <laughs> planted a bomb in the basement of the main. I'm not going to continue, but the Ergun. You should look them up. They're, they're interesting. Yeah. All right, they, I'm gonna be, uh, we're gonna, we're yeah, gonna go they, off the subject right now, but I am gonna take a look at all of this. You often do a line, Lev. You often yeah. do a line with with a tiny hat cohort. Uh, the tiny hat cohort of yours, your spirit, if you like, when you push against Christianity slash traditionalism or present libertarianism as a solvent to national economics, and you do this consistently on BTR. And uh, then he, he mentions uh, the recent Hertzats. And keep in mind, Hertzats the most liberal. It's like the equivalent of the New York Times in in uh, Israel. I mean, Haaretz, there's H A Haaretz, yeah, the Haaretz. Yeah. The they they had this article recently where they say it's like perfectly fine if like the Israelis they manage to keep their ethnic and religious majority, even if it means like pushing out the uh, Palestinians. Yeah, I'm not trying and, to have but it's, oh, oh, okay. By the way, the Ergen started. Okay, the Ergen stated subsequently that warnings were delivered by telephone. Thurston Clark states that the first warning was delivered by a 16 year old recruit to the hotel switchboard 15 minutes before the explosion. And okay, just because I wow, wanna, man, hold hey, on, hold 15 on. 15 minutes to get all those people out of that fucking building. Listen, 15 minutes. You better be out. We warned yeah, we, you. We, we, we warned you. <laughs> okay, this is what Thurston. Okay, I shouldn't do the on, voice. On, That's on, terrible. On, I shouldn't on, fucking do it. No, 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 because it's it's easy to pick on them. I understand. So, uh, because again, both the far right and the far left, they have no problem picking on the Jews any time of the day. It's just the way it is, and that's the pressure, Uber Boyo, that I think we were bringing up earlier. It's something. It's something that inherently exists, I think, inside of a lot of people, where they they put a certain, they put a certain exception on the Jews when it comes to let's say one group of people who has done terrible things way more terrible than other people they would kind of put them below they say well yeah they did that but look at all these horrible things that Israel did and I really do think that part of it is it's kind of just like uh, astrology just like a lot of these things that are inside of this universe right now just like the way that it functions it is a part of it it is a part of the pressure from which a certain amount of growth happens to the thing that was said well, earlier you, yeah, you by moralizing I mean, two they, things, they, that, two certain you know. things that were uh, talked about by Wormhatcher. I just want to comment on those. I am one of the few people in New York City who actually goes out of his way to talk about how important traditionalism is. You guys are stewing in the fucking soup for years, and you think that somebody who pushes back a little bit against your traditionalism is oh, all of a no, sudden that's not what it's, is all it's of a sudden about, you know uh, no, pre no. preaching uh, preaching not... from the enemy's uh, the enemy's choir here. Where yeah, my gentlemen, idea I'm... is trying to do a balance between these two things. 
Uh, anyway, sorry Jeremy, about that. Uh, Uber Boyo. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to bounce soon enough. So is there any last rounds yes. we could start? Yes, absolutely. So Uber Boyo, first of all, I really sorry appreciate... for wasting Uber Boyo. I'm very sorry for wasting your time on this nonsense. But no, let's no, 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 anytime no, no. anytime it br gets brought up, I must address it. That's the rule. Just well, so you guys know, you can you can never have it easy when it comes to talking about these kind of things with me. But anyway, I want to get to Uber Boyo. I want to propose something to you, and I'm curious what you think of this. So in relation to what we were talking about before with this uh, growth of the ego and you're saying like some people would be more of the sperm and other people would be less of it. Well, the sperm that actually gets to the egg, right? So I have a crazy idea that I wanted to run by you before you go. What okay. if, and again, just don't take this seriously, just like as a thought experiment, all right? What if a lot of the animals that we see around us you know, a lot of the chimpanzees, gorillas, even other like dogs, cats, all the animals with a backbone. Imagine for, for a second that they were once people and they were people who got it too easy, who didn't have to, let's say, work their yep. mind as much in order to structure a certain kind of society. For those mm -hmm. people, then, I wonder if it may have been possible that eventually they would have deteriorated so much mentally where they were in challenge. There was not enough pressure put on them that the only ones who survived were the ones who had to just go by mother nature, where now the instincts kick in and the only thing that's left for them to do, you know, for the ones who survive is to adapt to whatever constraining environment would allow them to survive. So the fish are yeah, perfect it's, it's... for the water and the, you know, cats are perfect for the savanna and whatever. Oh my god! I'm going to talk about the Jews again. Fuck! Like <laughs> they're a great example yeah. of this. But uh, but there is a, a bird that they found in uh, some island in the Pacific. They like you know when the colonialists were going down there, and the bird had no natural predators, so it lost its wings and it just sat around like a pancake. And then like they brought it, you know, the, the, the cat on their boat or something like this, and the cat just ate all the birds on the whole fucking thing. Just like walked up to them, ate them alive. Didn't even understand predators. Lack of um, environmental stress causes um, degradation. Just like if you go to the gym and you put a stimulus upon yourself. Well, actually, no. If you're in the wild, there's a lot of pressure. And then if you build a nice, lovely civilization and go live in that civilization, you turn into a decadent Roman Empire and you like, you know, maybe maybe grow overweight or something like this, or you you stop, you know, a lot of things go wrong for you in this type of regard. Without the pressure, things can go wrong. And then, of course, even pressure on your mind without the challenge and pushing you down and attacking your status, things go wrong. Now, um, what what we look at with this whole idea of um, the next step, because this is Ubermensch's sort of Ubermensch's Nietzsche's sort of idea with the Ubermensch that there's we've got humanity now and evolution is always happening. There is no statesis. There is no freezing. We can't freeze frame and just remain human. We're going to constantly evolve into something. And if there's no environmental stress, this is going to be a downwards going. This is what he what he's always making this joke about, like oh, those who are downwards going, I hate. Those who are upwards going, I love. Mm -hmm. And so, um if you don't have that type of pressure you are you will be begin to descend you'll begin to sink underneath the earth towards the bottom now um the upwards going people will be the people who find stress who actually embrace challenge embrace struggle and maybe even they create it themselves and for example he would specifically point at the jews as a people who and this is quite interesting who had pressure put on them historically and in some sense they're quite interesting in that they in, still even need pressure like they they're it's like they look for a way to be uh, like 
have pressure upon them because that gives them a way to keep fighting something to fight for in this type of regard. Like a, a lot of people sort of, I've heard people saying, it's actually a really interesting thought is that now that they have Israel, a certain section of them has Israel. Israel. I wonder, will they lose the will to power because they've, they've sort of got what they were looking for. They've got the, the, the berry at the end of the stick or something like that. And they're sort of in trouble. The same happened to the Irish. The Irish got the Irish nation and we lost the Thumos. Like we, all of our culture was created in the run up towards the revolution. And the second we got it, it was just sort of like, it just burnt out really, really quick. And yeah. um, these type of things. And then of course, Nietzsche would point at the, the alternate. And, and you see this in actually a lot of different places. And um, Moses Hess, who was the guy who came up with Zionism and Nietzsche himself, both have a dichotomy between what he calls Rome and Jerusalem. And Rome of Jerusalem is the the idea of the old European um, understanding of the world fighting against the, or maybe even being in intellectual competition with the with the, the the worldview of Judaism. And this would be actually understood as coming through Christianity, according to Nietzsche. And this is not like targeted specifically at the Jews or anything like this, but specifically in Nietzsche's frame, he's suggesting that the 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 Jerusalem perspective is not actually willing to take on heavy loads of real engaged serious stress whereas for example the roman attitude would be about systematized and intentional stress and what do i mean by that so for example you live in the jungle there's natural stress you come out of the jungle you get civilized and you need more stress and what do you do you introduce a gym which is a fake jungle a jungle gym a fake jungle where you put stress on yourself to make yourself stronger it's a fake jungle in order to do this and this is about developing yourself and idealizing yourself through pressure and these type of things and so what nietzsche saw was there's going to be like and moses hess was the same there was going to be competition between these two and ways of seeing the world and of course the the jewish spirit is so powerful because they're they're such an intellectual people that through christianity and through judaism and through all the ways that it influences the world and that has actually got this sort of way of demonizing that precise thing when you look at christianity like it's not necessarily something that would encourage and um, the type of pressure to be allowed to put on yourself and the same with modern society like it's sort of derivative of that that it lacks this maybe you could say liberalism lacks this Whereas the representatives, and I'm not sure if Nietzsche would have agreed with them, but the representatives of the Roman perspective were, for example, Mussolini, and they were, of course, the big bad boy Adolf and all this type of stuff with their eugenic plans. And of course, that wasn't that was sort of the end of the whole process, but there were the Germans before it. And the, this was an instinct inside of them where they were looking to say, how do we create a way? How do we actually create a people based on natural biological principles so that we can kind of build them out in this type of regard? Um, and I think when you ask about um, what has to go through the future, I'm not saying we go back to any of those ideologies, nor do we run around categorizing people Judaic or Jerusalem or something like this, but understand sort of what these people were talking about and what they mean by the idea of needing to embrace stress in some type of way in order to um, idealize ourselves and put that type of pressure. Basically, we're saying to ourselves, we're out of shape and we do need to start introducing the gym. And it's so interesting. Basically, the big thesis is that you've got a load of ideologies and cope that are just sort of saying, I don't want to do the gym. The gym is evil. No, I don't want to gym. Anything but the gym. Definitely not. Let's not do this type of stuff. And if we're to get serious about making it forward, and this not, might not be everybody, it might just be a small amount of us, we need to dismiss those ideologies and actually just go and do the work that actually counts in order to build ourselves into something stronger and more beautiful. We need to find a way to embrace stress and not rationalize ourselves out of it. So, um, obviously bit broad stroke and there's more to say on all these type of things but i think that kind of like paints the picture that i see quite well absolutely and i think you've been seeing it today on the stream especially in the last section how immersed in uh pressure 
I get, and this is also kind of a strategy here too, because I know that there's going to be a lot of people coming on the stream that vehemently disagree with me about these things at a very, let's say, fundamental uh, basis. It's something that allows me to test my own ideas and to grow, and I think this is the one thing that I would ask of everybody else here. Try to test yourself. Try to see whether your ideas uh, stand up to any pressure, because the biggest uh, problem would be that I think a lot of people, and Uber Boy, you've probably seen it yourself as well, where you have a lot of people in their own echo chambers that think that they know the truth, and they relax they don't grow because they don't test themselves. They look at all these extreme leftists as being like uh, the designated target that they have to, you know, be against, even though it's like, uh, it's like Triumph the Insult comic dog called, uh, what's his name? I don't remember that uh, guy. Who, who was married to uh, uh, Roseanne Barr? Tom Arnold. He called Tom Arnold, uh, he said that to make fun of Tom Arnold would be like pooping on poop. And I'd say the same thing when it comes to a lot of these extreme SJWs, where, I don't know, Gio, like, you've mentioned this a couple of times, like, when I ask you, like, who is a liberal? And you keep bringing up people who, you know, are the equivalent of Tom Arnold here. So my only point here is that I feel like people have gotten too damn relaxed looking oh. at those people as being the targets to go against and not uh, picking on somebody one's own size, so to speak. And that is the one thing that I wish of everybody. Try as much as you can to pick on somebody your own size for the sake of your own intellectual growth. Yeah, but that's... That means we have to pick among. Uh, I push back on this real quick. We have to quick. pick on ourselves. I I, I want to make sure though. I want to make sure that Uber Boyo that if you have to go right now, I want to make sure to plug your stuff. Oh yes. Uh, well, uh, gentlemen, um, I'm over on YouTube. You can pop in there. Uh, for more than anything, like give give the lads here um, like and subscribe if you're coming from Uber Boyo. I know I shared it on the community tab. And yeah, if anybody here who does not know me, pop over and uh, give it an old smash like and subscribe. I'll talk about talk about immense amounts of juiciness over there. And um, yeah, it's just simply Uber Boyo. I'm also go. on Twitter. Yes, yeah, sure. it's Twitter. Before you go, you keep mentioning the last man this stream. I just recently did a, a woodcut of a pink Wojak that I think is indicative. It's like this. The the pink Wojak really is the uh, the scream by Edvard Munch of He's our the generation. Sneeve, man. He's so the as Edvard, yeah, the sneeze, the scream, the sneeze, the sne- What did you say, Remus? The sneeze. He's the seethe. He's the he's the living embodiment of seeds. Exactly. Pink Wojak. But but and that's what Edward, we do. We Edward Monk did multiple screams. He he also did a woodcuts of them. So this is mine. I, I refined the details. I posted a picture on Twitter, but this is the uh, completed one. I can't wait to uh, print it out. Oh, it's so Whoa. good! <laughs> it's so good. Man. It looks I great, changed man. his eyes from angry to despair. So yeah, it looks really good. I like yeah, that. Actually, shot. It does. This is great. Yeah, I can't wait to print. They're going to be in hopefully um, a z- an idea I had where I want to come out with a zine filled with woodcuts, maybe like once, maybe like four or five a year of different uh, zines with like etchings and woodcuts. So and writing, of course. So, I mean, everyone's doing the zine now. I got inspiration from uh, my friend Sonia. Supposedly, she like hand makes one of her, all of her zines. But uh, yeah, so I can't wait to print it out. And uh 
yeah excellent well uber boy show uber boy i think it's pretty yes. apt for uh you know <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming in brother i really appreciate it and by the way you are going to be back with us with jonathan peugeot coming up uh, pretty oh. soon peugeot. peugeot so that is going to be let's see when you thursday thursday <laughs> august 26th that was like a louisiana creole accent right pag you I um I look forward to that one, Geo. That would that would be a great one because maybe we can actually sit down and talk Nietzsche versus Christianity properly. Yeah, that one. yeah. I have I have a have a, a banter about that. So that'd, that'd be a good be a great one. Absolutely, and maybe later on in the future we'll be able to bring Owen Cyclops on. He said that he's busy right now with you know the baby and all that. I mean you know uh, praise the Lord, that's an amazing thing. You know he his wife yeah, is giving him, birth man. and uh, yeah. But uh, but in general uh, later on he will be available. So maybe we can do another Nietzsche one with him later on. We'll see what happens. No, that'd actually, be great. I'll just, I would I'll just be the Nietzsche. NPC. Yes. I would love to talk to him. I was watching the video. Uh, Uber, if you got to go. Uh, oh, sweet, it's been sweet. a pleasure, brother. Uh, no, wait. no, it was been great. Here, so I'll nice, send nice, Uber Boyo off with this. Nice. You hear that? that nice I knew that was a tuning fork. <laughs> yes. Nice, nice. Like, get the shock tone underneath. just randomly has a tuning He's injecting the power of vibration <laughs> into the stream, bro. Incredible. Nice, nice, um, nice, nice. I, I just I did want to say that in the last video that you put out, uh, when you had Owen on, uh, and you guys were discussing uh, Buddhism, at one point you discussed the Gita, and uh, um, there was a lot wrong with his conception of it, but he admitted that, which is nice. Um, so the idea, just to, sorry, I, I, I do want to uh, address this on the stream, because I, I want people to understand this. Um, the idea uh, was that... Um, uh, uh, Arjuna didn't want to fight um, because that's my family, bro. Um, and also because he just kind of like didn't want it. He didn't have the he didn't have the will at the time. And the idea of why Krishna tells him that it's important to fight um, isn't just because like that's what you do. And also, bro, they're going to reincarnate, so everything's fine. The idea is that the thing that you are fighting is the anti it is antithetical um to goodness it's not just that these people are doing things that are bad they are literally ad dharmic right they're not they're undharmic um um it's an undharmic civilization it's an adharmic uh, army and their goals are adharmic so to fight them is to fight for natural law Right is to fight for the god God's law. Yeah, on that's Earth. the point. Yes, and and the fact that they reincarnate is just a plus because it means that you aren't utterly obliterating these souls. It means that you are fighting their earthly um, uh, 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 incarnations to free them so that they can actually, uh, uh, you know, I guess re-enter the karmic um, uh, uh, field. Right, but it's also one of the most important things about it is that Krishna specifically tells Arjuna that you you must not enjoy this it's not for you to enjoy you're not going to go in there and start killing your family and loving it uh i don't want you don't you shouldn't hate them either you should do this because it is right not because um you dislike them or because you find them repulsive or anything like that right um so I think that he just mischaracterized, and it's 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 much it's it's more subtle than what he was saying, right? And uh, but I appreciated also listening to you guys talk about um, Jericho and and oh yeah, yeah and all that, right? Uh, I, I, I did Break listen to I did listen down. to um I, I listened to two priests talking about this stuff, 
So, oh, and you meant like the walls of Jericho. I thought, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, not Chris Jericho. Oh, you meant Chris Jericho. That's... Y2J. Um, <laughs> but, See, uh, y- this is why I love the Y2K aesthetic because Y2J Chris Jericho used to come out with those like platinum, like the, the fucking vests. Oh, the vests were amazing. Dude, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Yeah, I, was I will amazing. say that the, 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 the Lev, you were you were pushing back on the idea that God is telling people to slaughter others, right? And I appreciate that because that was a why thing would that God used to do that? Me, like crazy, no. bro. Like my, my my um not to not to name dogs. None of you were gonna find me. Um, but my first name is Joshua. So that that book is like literally just like, what if we killed everyone, right? That's the whole, like the book of Joshua's just conquest, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I was like, oh, fuck, it's kind of fucked up, right? When I was younger and, and in my sort of like, you know, that burgeoning atheist phase where you're like, God's a fucking asshole. Like, I can't believe he did that. So uh, the idea there, I listened to two priests talk about this and they're orthodox, is that um, the people of Jericho were Nephilim. Like they're not—they're not human beings. Man. They're an abomination before. It's uh, not even. Where does that say that though? That sounds like cope. I don't know. No, it's not cope. What it is is—is is all of the kings of the time. The reason that. that oh, by that, the way, microphone. You got to speak a little bit louder. Okay. The reason that that God is instructing. Um, okay, so the flood. The purpose of the flood was to destroy the influence of Nephilim society. Right? Yeah. So, when any people, there's antediluvians. Right. There's people from before the flood um, in the world of the Bible. Right. And wait, wait, wait. Before you go, uh, Prudentialist. Oh, Prudentialist, you got to go. Oh, shit. Listen, Prudentialist, you were as patient as a saint today because we hardly heard anything from you. And that is my fault. Ah. I should have called on you more. So I want to make sure we get to, before you go, your take on uh, the events today, what was talked about, anything you have to say, please. Oh, (laughs) I mean, it's no problem. I mean, we can, I can come on at another time or we can talk about it through DMs. It's not, not a big deal. Don't worry about it. I got to head out anyways. All right. Well, is there anything, just like a sentence or anything you want to say uh, to leave uh, the good people watching? I, I, in terms of like the woke reformation, I think what we're seeing more is just, this is the byproduct of the abandonment of Christianity as the central like theology of the West. And I mean, you're seeing pretty much the old religion cannibalized. I mean, you've got self-flagellating people. I'm not even like, not even like the transhumanist or transsexual thing. You've got a self-flagellating white people put it prostrating themselves for privilege you've got these like baptism sites at the site where george floyd died yeah. like i to me it's not so much that this is a a reformation of christianity this is the we're going to pick up the pieces of the religion we abandoned and we're going to make something of it like every state no matter where i think has some sort of abiding theology sort of like the single story state as moldbug put it in the american mind um and i i mean that's where we're at right now and so uh, the, and it's been very clear from Nietzsche to Spengler to uh, even BAP nowadays, like the, the modern thumos is not there on the right. And it's more or less why the right keeps losing. Like Richard Hania wrote in his essay, like, why is everything so liberal? It's because, Fucking you know, Richard Hania, I, I, I don't like him, but he's got yeah. an occasional good take. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he, yeah. He, he shat on his credibility after he uh, got mad at that Marty guy, he made a really good thread that Tucker read. Um, and I mean, that was just cope and seethe from. Wow, Richard. imagine yeah. getting mad at Daryl Cooper. I, I know. 
um but like uh no but richard hania wrote a couple of months ago like why is everything liberal and the fact is is that the what we call the left right or even like the modern essence of liberals of hyper individualistic autonomy worshipers like whatever happens between two consenting adults is okay like they utilize high time preferences and we see this yeah. even now like the famous thing that happened last year with noam chomsky and Bernie Sanders is uh, former press aide where he was like, well, don't you care about your grandchildren? And they just like shat on him saying like, no, our kids are getting killed now in the street. Um, and I mean, that, that's what it's been for at least the last hundred yeah, years. How, how did they cancel Bern- um, Noam Chomsky? It was uh, racism. <laughs> oh, yeah. OK, wow. that That's crazy. Wasn't it that one that one ghoul? What's her name? Uh... I want to say Simone Sanders. Oh yeah, that one. But did no, I'm he, did thinking he have the of gall the to, Did he have the gall to suggest that maybe you need to do something for your own community? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. What a what a fucking what a guy. <laughs> what a, what, oh yeah. What a, what a what a white supremacist. You know. I what can't a terrible believe guy. it, dude. He survived Michelle Foucault, but he couldn't survive a few <laughs> fucking Bernie flunkies. My God. But I mean, but that's where we're at, right? Is is that we have declined? And I think this is, has a lot from the conversation we talked about earlier. Is just like um modern like you know where caesar goes to the grave of alexander and he looks back upon his achievements and like cries because alexander had already conquered the world at that age like that's where we're at like look yeah we are not in any state comparable to the men and women of a hundred years ago i think and like our political energy i mean even post-war right like no one in their right mind today would do a battle of athens that happened in 49 like that would never happen in the west now i mean the closest people that have any kind of thumos now is the french um and, and that and, and yeah. that's and that says the italians, a lot the italians a little well bit. the italians too to yeah. the, the the meds I, they get discounted way too much yeah. but like um like it's the french and the italians that have the most political thumos to do anything and unfortunately neither of them are nation states that are capable of like you know dragging the west out of this I mean, look at Britain. My God. Oh, They're going to have Freedom wanna, Day soon, by the way. I don't even want to think about Britain. I can't right even now. think. About oh, it. no. I was I was said an article today and I'll, I'll link this to you on on Twitter, Geo, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Is that there was someone who was posting in like a legal advice thread and he was like, hey, I'm applying for this job at university. I have I don't have a criminal record, but apparently I have these non criminal hate incidents on my record. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm totally worried that I'm not going to keep my job. And I was just oh, like, Jesus man. Christ. I mean, like, we're not any better. That's here. worse than what we have here with the human rights commissions in Canada. That's like way worse. Well, I don't know. I mean, here in the United yeah. States, we have political prisoners and I live in an yeah. occupied country. So that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, America is going to go that way, I feel. But that's, uh, I mean, uh, America's I on route to become the next South Africa. Just give well, it five years. I yeah. think it's I think the diff- yeah. they're honestly very similar. The only difference is the public opinion about it. In the U.S., yes, in the U.S., yeah, they're incredibly you, like you intolerant can still black of bag people. You can black bag people yeah. anywhere, but the difference is, is that in the U.S., you don't tell the population that you're doing it. Like the versus- mask thing, who's gonna wear a mask after they're like, "Well, the Delta," and then everyone's like, "Go fuck yourself." But in but, Canada- but even but even that's the thing, right? Is that like in, in the United States, and I lefties and righties, I think, can agree on this: is that you have six media companies that control 90% of the content that gets put out. Technically four or five. Technically four or five, right? But like, I mean, Walter Mm -hmm. Lippmann talked about this back in the 20s where it was just like, yeah, the manufacturing of consent be done for the good of the people. And then Noam Chomsky's like, yeah, no, this is terrible because of the, you know, the military industrial complex, anti-communism. But I mean, it is the operating regimen of the regime in the United States is, is that 
Oh, oh, you got to worry about the Delta variant. Oh, you got to make sure that people get vaccinated. Oh, you know, you got to still be socially distant even after you've taken care of yourself. Yeah. And even the Delta yeah. variant itself and its name is a form of that manufactured consent. Yeah. Because what was the first thing when they started calling it that? The Economist magazine put out an article saying that using Greek letters to denote, you know, variants, it's meant to provide, and this is the, the official narrative, is it's meant to provide more credibility than it is to use a regional name, despite the fact that for every other disease comes in the world, from India, yeah. comes from regional aspects of the name. But because yeah. we can't give the guy who said China virus any sort of credibility, um, you know, yeah. this is where we're at. And w- and they can't even prove, like, every single one, it seems that, uh, apart from, like, bullshit examples from third world countries where everyone's, like, half sick and dying anyways, uh, they're like, they can't basically prove that it's any worse in terms of outcome they're, it's all bullshit. You can't even. Well, I mean, if, if we're gonna, if I'm gonna talk about, it, we're gonna get a fucking YouTube channel. Yes, then. Geo. Well, please like, if be, I keep, please be kind. Please be kind. Yeah, to yeah. Let's not. Let's not. We we need people well, to keep. And by the chats. way, credentials. Yeah. Before you go, before you go, I'm gonna gong you out. So first, I use a tw- tuning fork. Now I have this. So here we oh, go. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. But sig- I, I got a few more gonna give us Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, sorry, Prudentialist. You're good. Um, but let's no. Have, let's have a stream where it's just you and someone else and. We have to do that. Uh, well, I mean, don't no worries. Besides, yeah. I'm I'm glad to be back after surgery to be on. So it's been a lot. How of are fun. you doing with recovery? Oh, great! My abs look like shit, and I have this <laughs> J-shaped scar along my uh, abdomen. It looks like someone gutted me. But other than that, I'm fine. <laughs> That's pretty uh, core though. Oh, I know. I mean, I'm incredibly blessed cool. to, to, to get a kidney. I'm, I'm very lucky. Mm. Um, but no, like the weird thing about it, though, is that everyone like I get it. I'm immunosuppressed. But like every doctor and their mother has been pressuring me to get like the the shot, so to speak. The Fauci, Fauci ouch. Yeah, yeah. The Fauci ouch. I hate that so fucking much. That is the most bug pill, like bug yeah. term. Mm. I, like, oh, wait, it, just, is, it is the, the, the most cringe shit. By the way, time. do you have a, since you have a, a new kidney now, like a different person's kidney, do you yeah. have different dreams now? Like does the kidney in any way impact do your you soul? Do you like different you music now? Uh, okay, so, I'm, uh, well, you know, let's just talk about it because it's actually kind of cool while also morbid. Um, so I didn't get like an adult one. I got a pediatric one because I'm as skinny as a bean pole. So I qualified for that. So whoever's this was, was, you know, either a toddler or an incredibly small child. So not really. I mean, the only thing are you, that is are you really watching, uh, sh- uh, reruns of, uh, <laughs> Peppa Pig now. I saw the article where they're like, yeah, all these American kids are get- adopting an English accent. And I was like, where? Hello, governor. Hello, That's God. Cool, that they're learning Korean now because of K-pop. No, I, thought oh, right. I thought that was Zoomers. Listen, no, we we no, didn't Zoomers, learn yeah. Japanese either. Okay, man. They didn't, Weebs they didn't learn Japanese. That's true. <laughs> they, they did it. They just. That's like, where the whole subs versus dubs debate came from. <laughs> it's like uh, the difference between which Weebs. spawned the greatest threat in Twitter history. By the way. <laughs> no, we, by Wyatt. Uh, uh, yeah. No, Weebs versus Otaku. That's the real. Uh, that's I wonder the if real. we get Wyatt oh, on the stream. Wyatt has a Substack now. I don't know if you knew that. Holy shit, really? Yeah, he's got a substack. Oh, I have to. Wait, wait, wait. We gotta get which, Wyatt in the podcast. Wait, which Wyatt are we talking about? A Wyatt a. man? A Wyatt man. No, not A Wyatt. <laughs> no, no, no. No, B. no, no. Wyatt. The, the Wyatt. B Wyatt. Imagine, the imagine thread, his pod. Wyatt. Yeah, his old, his old, we talked about it on the time lab. His old handle was uh, Locksneed Farton, but now it's, um, What's his handle now? Oh, let me let me tell you. He always Hold has on. good ones. They're always really good puns. Yeah, mm. Locksneed Farton was. Oh, Godward great. podcast asks: Does it feel like you're peeing out someone else's urine? 
No, but I I went from being an old man to an old man. So like prior to like when I was on dialysis, mm. like I'd pee like once a day and that was it. And now I'm peeing like all the time. So I get up in the middle of the night, all the bloody time to go. Uh, oh, man. It's like that. So, com- it's like that commercial. Like I have a going problem, uh, but I may have a growing problem. OK, so his handle now, uh, Geo, is tummy muncher. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, do you uh so your problem though you had a video about it. Um yeah. you where you were fishing. Um so <laughs> it's not like it's technically not um a hereditary congenital thing. No. So you have like your kidneys good for life pretty much. Well, I mean they only last you about 15 years right because what? yeah they don't last forever man because well the anti-rejection medication that they put you on so the thing works will eventually kill its functionality so it gives you about a 15 oh, 20 year lifespan but because mine was a baby's it'll grow into a full-size one about six to six months to a year so hopefully it'll last longer than the average you know then you have cadaver. to get it or maybe in the future they'll have some other better drugs so they're working on that there's a mechanical one that doesn't require immunosuppressants and that's what we're hoping yeah. for but See, like every embrace transhumanism hang out i know I, they could <sighs> grow one like they do with livers well, I wish it were that easy, yeah, but you know, know. <laughs> given how politicized the FDA is nowadays, who knows? You never know. But, but every one of their every every doctor and their mother keeps telling but, me to to get the shot. So who knows? But that's actually happen. but that's actually an interesting uh, thing here. So you may be on the receiving end of a uh, cyborgian transformation to a certain extent, but contrast that to let's say the more popular view of like, well, things were you know people were pure, they were more virile, like without all this uh, scientific medical advancement. Like where where would you put uh, your thoughts on that on? I guess that would be so, kind of like my but like my there, last no, there's a lot of data to talk about that, right? Like about the the rise of autoimmune diseases in the West, yeah. In comparison to, yeah. to like you know developing countries, like I mean, there's there's a lot you can argue is that we've to an extent like dominated our space and have sanitized our space so much that like autoimmune diseases are far more prevalent allergies to the most basic foods like nuts and fish are all over the place uh we have essentially done everything that we can to weed out you know the the natural part like what um like uh uber boy was saying like we have we have eradicated the jungle we have you know put pay we've put up a parking lot over heaven so to speak and uh that parking lot is killing us put up a parking lot yeah we paid well we paved out the jungle and put up a parking lot and uh but but the irony here is that i'm sure not you not me not anybody would want to have like uh their parents or anybody who's suffering from any problem oh of course uh, not that's that's, the element that's the difference though right is that we have to now you know innovate and come up with these ways to to deal with these newfound problems it is crazy like how um autoimmune disorders they're sort of like cropping up all the time and how like they have long-term consequences if they're not like kept in check like it is funny like even just like the rates of everything like autoimmune disorders it kind of does imply like there's something deeper going on and a lot of them are pretty fucking scary because there's not like it, there's no quote-unquote cure there's, there's just absolutely treatments. nothing that they do like, like i mean pretty much all that they do is put them on steroids and just suppress the immune system yeah, yeah. that's it endometriosis yeah. that's an autoimmune disease for yeah. women and, and that, that they they have nothing you know what they even do? like crohn's they, disease they, they fucking induce menopause that's what they do to try that's to all that's anything. all that they do yeah and it doesn't do yeah. anything for them it, 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 it just you know it just slightly mitigates but the symptoms get worse. that or a hysterectomy yeah or the yeah or they take yeah that your, doesn't even work half the time part, yeah it doesn't even work Fuck. a lot of the time it doesn't work the endometriosis is still there and now you just can't have children 
Well, I think like Crohn's disease, you just got to change your diet and they give you like... They give you some supplements and they tell you to change your diet. That's pretty yeah, much it. That's yeah. it. And most but that's, the, the, but that's are, almost are a uniquely Western crazy, problem. Yeah. It is. Yeah, but there's some, but there is racially based uh, autoimmune disorders as well. Sickle cell. Yeah, sickle cell. But I think even Crohn's, they mostly affect... Um, oh, fuck. Like Asians and... No, not Asians. Um blacks and latinos or yeah there's like statistically there's like the even certain form of cancers affect certain demographics more apparently lev your tribe has a propensity for several different cancers yeah. for some reason well, it's also um a higher ashkenazi jews have a higher propensity for um schizophrenia i believe yeah some some, some, some uh, uh uh personality disorders i can't remember which ones as exactly. well as some uh congenital so. diseases as well i think yeah. tay sachs is one of them tay sachs yeah i mean it is it is a big problem with this the Ashkenazi Lev, did you get Jew. For that? I, I don't know, but regarding, uh, I got to check, but regarding the Ashkenazi <laughs> Jew community in general, I think I was, well, first of all, I'm lucky enough that uh, my mom is Jewish, but my dad is, uh, you know, like a fully like Ukrainian yeah, your Russian. Yeah, probably diverse so, enough. Yeah, yeah, a very diverse portfolio. So I didn't, any, <laughs> you know, I didn't have any of those, <laughs> any of those <laughs> problems that end up having like uh, an uncle of mine. He uh, has a situation where he cannot get married to a Jewish woman and have kids with her because it would just be He's too much. He's got the Tay-Sats? I don't know what he has, but basically it's like, it's too much crossbreeding when it comes to uh, the combination <laughs> oh, wow. of... Yeah, no, that happens in a lot of these Jewish communities. Is isolated communities. Yeah, exactly. That's what happens. So uh, that's... I hate to say it, a lot of Italian people in the hills of the south uh Bro, it's, yeah, it, anywhere it doesn't matter yeah where marry, I mean, everyone I mean, think, everyone does this what did like, jebediah springfield say we'll marry our cousins yeah that's the <laughs> i mean think of like the stereotypical you know inbred redneck you know it's yeah. like it's there not just in the america it's everywhere but everywhere it's yeah. everywhere this is this happens in the arab world too there's yeah. a lot of it yeah the pakistani yeah. people in britain yeah. they're like a lot they have a big problem with that mm -hmm. yeah. like it's like it's like 68 percent and see and by the way by the way geo geo see this is kind of the point that i'm getting to here there was that common before i believe from worm hatcher where he was talking about how well like in the beginning i was raised with these particular beliefs that later on i found out were bullshit so it's not like you said lev that like everybody is raised to believe in of course not but the point that i'm getting to is my own my own thoughts on this i could be wrong but my own thoughts on this is that the majority of opinions that let's say people who got red pilled or whatever you want to call it about certain subjects hold they would be like the top of the mountain of the uh, you know that uh, that graph you know the one that goes from the uh, stupid person to the yeah Medway Charles to... Murray uh, yes exactly they would be there because basically they rejected a lot of these you know very you could say idiotically phrased or maybe inherently idiotic ways of looking at the world from their parents or their community but at the same time whatever level they got up to it may not be high enough it may just be a level that they're comfortable with accepting like this is the real truth whatever I was taught before is bullshit. I really think that for most of these kind of examples, people don't go the extra mile to actually test out whatever red pill they happen to have been uh, uh, given. So they feel comfy in knowing that, you know, I know the truth and everything before that was a lie. But I really wish that there would be even more strenuousness to ask oneself, like, what would be the alternative of this particular thing that I happen to hate? By the you way, know? who is Seth Zanach? Seth, Seth Zanich. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a video game reviewer on YouTube. He's very good. It's, oh. it's very funny. 
Mm. It's just very, very. Oh, by the way, we get. Yeah. I wonder if we can. Oh shit! By the way, ZZ Man said the magic word. Discuss heroes of might and magic. Oh my god, fuck that! By the way, one last thing. Um, You know the inbreeding thing? mm -hmm. That's kind of like a meme. It takes multiple generations for birth defects. Yeah, just ask the Habsburgs. Yeah, that's the point. The whole thing, like if you have a brother and sister, whatever. Like I'm not going to discuss the details, but if you know what I mean, that's like that's just a psyop. Yeah, but it's not going to be. They're going to come out with web feed. Sure, but with a lot. Of these, but with a lot of these Ashkenazi Jew communities, well yeah, the, communities, the problem is it's same with Italy. Yet, by the way, yeah, it's been going like, on multiple for a long time. generations. Are pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's about it's about it's a it's reach it's re, it's about reaching critical mass. So yeah, you you try yeah. to discourage the the behavior because you don't want it to become something that is uh, excessive, like that everyone is doing. Because same with royal families. Up, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Yeah. That's why they had to give new titles after a while because of the Habsburg lip. So they mm. just had to find other nobles. They're like, oh, I guess your line was royal, but it's like, well, we have to do this because, yeah. By the way, is it true about, I mean, none of us will even know if it's true, but just as a thought about the Habsburgs. Asians are lactose intolerant? Hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. But one oh, one thought no, about the Habsburgs, which I don't know what you guys think. This whole uh, idea. Yeah, that, but Mongolians aren't Asians; they're Aryans. God damn it! Let me talk. <laughs> no, sorry. This idea, <laughs> this idea about the Habsburgs, uh, basically inserting a thousand years into history. Have you guys heard heard of yes, that? The the uh, the uh, uh, there's there's the Tartaria people. There's the Mud Flood people. There's there's a bunch of alternate history or like uh, yeah uh, hmm. history was changed people that talk about this stuff. Evola talks about this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But but how would they factor in, let's say, uh, places in Asia, China, Japan, like any of those histories? Would the idea be like their history just lines up to a different timeline than ours? Like the people in the West made it so that it lines up with those extra thousands of years. But, you know, like how how would you factor in the Asian societies and other South American or whatever? Well, I mean, the world was a lot less interconnected. I think if you were to create or draft some sort of history to inject a thousand years, I mean, I don't think it would be too hard, like referencing, you know, either the mud flood people or Atlantis or Hyperborea. I mean, from there, once you start interacting with people, like you hear their tales, time is definitely taken into consideration. Like, I mean, the the Jews have a different kind of calendar. The Chinese have a different kind of calendar. The Japanese do. Like, from that point, I I think it would be rather easy to kind Mm -hmm. of just fudge the numbers, whether that's intentional or not. But, I mean, if you were like a naturalist or a a student of natural history or something brought along on these, like, colonial expeditions, it'd be kind of easy to say, like, ooh, that sounds familiar to this event. We can put it along here on the timeline. That was the problem with a lot of 20th century um 19th 20th century mysticism when max Mueller brought the sacred books of the east to the west there, there was a lot of like even before that with uh, hegel there was a lot of like misunderstanding um between like the the i think that's what owen was getting at is that there there isn't like an easy comparison mm. Not, that's like the problem with a lot of Oh, and by the way, I want to apologize to uh, Worm Hatcher. It was not Worm Hatcher's comment. It was Godward Podcast. So sorry yeah. about that. Yes, uh, but can't look at this comment. Cancers thrive in static environments, so using a combination of antibox instead of one getting sick was something and help fight. I don't know. Yeah, like I mean, that does make sense. But there's a whole like yeah. alternate history thread about cancer, and it's just like. 
it was it's not it's relatively modern it's not something that's historical yeah and that and heart disease like it's a weird rabbit hole to go down yeah it is a weird rabbit hole like for example the first um instance of a workplace cancer was uh children that were chimney sweeps getting the uh black rot so oh it was terrible holy it was essentially like a sarcoma because of the uh the carbon yeah. yeah no but it was on their crotch it was on their genitals oh what the fuck they would, yeah because even... they would go into the pipe naked oh so the carbon oh. would basically pollute their you know yeah. lack of hygiene yeah exactly it was it was the carcinogens present in the uh, smokestacks of course they didn't know about this shit um speaking of wbs one is the john david Eber plus delicious tacos episode uh on whoring oh my god that's no i listen i won't do that because number one we get john david ebert we're talking about our after metaphysics number two i deeply feel for john david ebert but he's really just got to let this woman go. She's dead. She killed herself. She was a fucking piece of shit, ruined his life, not to disparage the dead. But I, I truly believe John David Ebert, he's got... It, here's the thing. He encountered a succubus who was a literal cam whore, and I feel deeply for him, mm. but he's got to let her go. He's got to let her go. Man, you just reminded me of a, an, an idea, not reminded me, but you inspired an idea. The suck you bus. The, like bang bus, but only yeah, like... Yeah, only for sucking. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I'm here's sure the thing. a porn company no, is no, probably... No, 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 Gio, it. Gio. This is going to be some Atlantis shit where you're going to have, like, these robot women but made out of organic material hooked, well, hooked up to the bus so their suckage would actually take your vril and use it to power the bus. It'll be an alternative form of energy. It'll be like... Uh, oh, so magic this school. is... This is the the stand-up bit that Robin Williams did in like 09. <laughs> the Ford Fellatio, it gets you off before it gets you there. <laughs> the magic school yeah. bus. But, but that but that would what, literally be a suck age? but it'll be literally not just a succubus in terms of the um, you know the the uh, play on words. It'll actually be a succubus. Do, well, do what's get that it? new age channel that they were around for a while? They're like the four, like the two numbers and the letters. They have like a bunch of like his, like, um, I have to find them, but they have like a bunch. I've been following them yeah. since the early 2000s. A bunch of like alternative medicine stuff. I don't know. Like, I think people, they try to um, do like the whole, uh, like, um, this is alternative it, medicine right here. Oh, you hear no, that? It is. Yeah. No, but like you know the whole like thing about um cancer and dietary shit. I think like my controversial take is probably like mainstream. I think cancer has largely to do with genetics and that I, it, people I think that cancer um specialists they probably downplay that because they don't want people to think it's fatalistic, but I do think that um hereditary issues probably will probably discover that hereditary uh, genes they probably play more into cancer than like, cause it's very hard to do like dietary studies. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like they, like they just feel so much bullshit about like, like how red meat. Less, I feel like it probably has less to do with diet and more to do with actual environment. Like yeah. Maybe the things that oh yeah. The environment's gotta be one of the biggest maybe, factors. Oh, along yeah, the things that we're eating. You know what I mean? Like, uh, well, we um, eat poison in the West, so that's, yeah. That's a point. It's not even like like the food per se. It's the, the environment that the food is in, and yes, as a result, it becomes the food. But it's not a, really about the food as much as it is about 
the general way in which things are done in the West. Yeah. By the way, we well, there's have- a lot to be said about like industrial grade farming and it's in, like oh, it's yeah. health and environmental impact. I wouldn't oh, be surprised it, at all if that has something most, to contribute to it. It's literally the most satanic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's demonic. There, there is this great Fed post. Uh, by the way, you you asked me Prudential. I think I think that Prudential should go on the Fed post. I'm actually going to be on there. I think either this Sunday or next. Nice. That's why. Oh, I, nice. That's why I asked because it was like I'm going to be in unfamiliar territory. And you guys have been on. Hmm. By the way, Geo, I posted, and you should definitely retweet this when you have a chance. The section from our argue my position with Ayla girl. I and did your, retweet. Oh, that. you did. Okay, sorry, I didn't yeah. see that. But anyway, this is uh, that fucking all- that banner image. Like the like who is that? All Ayla girl. No, did you see the main uh, the um the cameo of somebody? Did oh my you see god, it? the cock, the cock monk. <laughs> yeah, the cock monk. Oh, do you see him there on the corner? Fucking ancient. That I know. That is one of the oldest. An, but who's the woman in the front? Is that Ollie? That's Ollie Ella girl. She looks oh. different and I, like. Oh, and man. you see, and you see, you're trying to, you're trying to destroy slash unlock the OnlyFans logo. Do you see? Gio? Oh my god! Powerful. That's why it's Powerful. like all glitching out over here. Images with the weight person? of history. Wait, what? How is that the same person? Her nose looks completely yeah. different. Did she get a nose job? Probably. Like that's <laughs> angle and lighting. Every woman out there and man, if you have an aquiline nose, please don't change it. Yeah. Aquiline Here, noses. Here's are the thing, like she's noble. like she's pretty and all that, but I, I oh, she's gorgeous. So sp- yeah, but like yeah. yeah, but like I don't know. I like <laughs> She's also very plain. I, that's what I mean. I think that's probably the appeal of it. That yeah, there's she looks like a like an a, an like element pu- yeah it's like a it's like a oh this is like a oh pure thing mm. which is there's so an element of being plain jane my valley that... where i harvest my grain i look at my wife and realize she's very plain but that's just perfect yeah. for an amish like me you well, know like... i detest fancy things like electricity uh like there's just a level of um like plain but there's also like beauty it's like the really weird like I think that's why it's like she's how, like the girl um, next door, like the archetype. Yeah, of it. like like there's you know it's like how a rose roses are very played out. You know what I mean? But at the same yeah. time, they're still beautiful. But you can't yeah. be like, nah, that's ugly. You can just be like, well, I've seen a lot of them. Like that's the worst thing that you can say about a rose. So it's, it's yeah. that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. She's a, maybe that's the attitude I have because like I have no in group preference whatsoever. <laughs> really. Well, okay, so like, you don't it, like the Anglo, the, you don't no, like the to, Anglo women to, to, before before anyone gets on my ass about it. Like, I did not grow up up and up until where I live right now. So for like the last year and a half, everywhere where I have lived, I have been a minority. Like in terms of like white people. Oh and yeah. So, so like, just my entire perception of women has been worse. <laughs> yeah. So, so you got the Latina queen right there. Oh God. Well, I mean, you know, you got to make the Castillo future happen somehow. There you go. Embrace right. your inner Spaniard. Well, but, like I, mean, I say, like I say, I mean. Uh, they're pretty much the closest to meds you could get, so I'm pretty good in that regard. There you go. I don't think I'm a race trader in that uh, sense, yeah, yeah, but no, you're not. No, not at all. <laughs> no, it's the same. Uh, not the, I don't know. I believe maybe the uh, AXA future can happen. I mean, that's optimistic. I'm sorry, Pill Eater, but that's optimistic. The Asian Aryan fusion. I think that's. Although I don't know, maybe. I mean, we're. I mean, if you want to compare civilizations, we're pretty much. 
nah, I'm not going to go down that road, you know. That that that's, that deserves a whole other stream in yeah. itself there. I, I, never, I never understood the Asian fetish thing. I think maybe because, like... I think, it, I think it, I really think it has to come due to the fact, A, they, like the Japanese cut themselves off for, like, a few hundred years yeah. besides the Dutch. You, all you had to rely on was the Dutch for, like, a yeah. hundred some odd years until the Americans told them to open up. Um, so from there, I think you really get that bizarre Orientalism plus... Yeah. I mean, I, if you even want to go back further, go back to Marco Polo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's Neotony, I think, too. It's like the picture of, like, the perfect Ymir anime waifu is, like, kind of like the... You know um, what I mean? Like, that's probably I, I think, what it is. I think it's, it's partly that they still ha- resemble... Um, Women? No, no, no. They, they have a... Yeah. They resemble <laughs> Europeans in many ways. Like, the kind of. Their skin, their hair, things like that. Yeah. But just not... So it's like a slight exotic. You get a you get a simulacra of the Anglo. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're not, exactly. Like, you're, not in, you're not in complete. Even their attitudes territory. and their behaviors. Yeah, like yeah, they're well, very they were trying to be the British man. That's they're they more Br- they're more Anglo than the Anglo. I mean, I mean yeah. look at uh, look at for example, Legend. Of well, the Lev, you had a Japanese girlfriend. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, Legend I know of what the you're talking about. Heroes. Yeah, Redfield. Yeah. Well, that's an example. I came here to laugh at you. Yes, the Japanese. He still refuses to tell me why they broke up. By the way. Yeah, because that's none of your business. That's private. Come on, Lev. <laughs> but Come anyway, on, Lev's, tell me. Lev's a gentleman. By the way, yeah, over here, over here, I want to show you David Reboy. This is happening Thursday. We're gonna have David Reboy on. Oh wow! Here we go, Claremont wow. and Sanut, senior fellow, National Security and Political Warfare. And look, I put in two little David Wait, Reboys let me see next the, uh, to him. How do I? So, um, gallery. Wow! View, first Aaron, and now you. Look at you guys go. Jack. Yeah, and we're also yeah. Aaron had a Claremont Institute senior fellow yeah. in security. Well, I love how, I love how jacked he looks in that one. Yeah. Oh my god, because <laughs> he is jacked. The first he thing is you need to ask is he kind of looks like Batista a little bit. Yeah, he he's a based Batista. Yeah, yeah. He, has the, he has the Batista shoulders. No, no, like Batista have, or, during his first run before, like he just sold out, went back for more millions. That first um, run was probably the best. I like the my favorite part of Batista was the first run, but also when he was Leviathan in OVW. Apparently. Jim Cornette's wife forced Batista to do some degrading shit, but that's all allegations, though. I'm not going to go into how Jim Cornette was me too, but uh, no, like people how, don't know Jim uh, Cornette was the main booker in OVW. Who, uh, oh, okay. Geo, you and Razor Fist would get along with all this wrestling knowledge. Yeah, does Ra- is Razor Fist really into it? Oh, I yeah, a few He's of his super stuff. into wrestling. Cool. Okay. Get him on the all right, all right, right. Yeah. who knows Razor Fist? I've been trying to get a hold of the guy. Whoever knows Razor Fist, uh, get him on BTR. I don't, the, the best person, I don't, I mean, the best person who's close with him would be Sticks, but I mean, Sticks is a boomer when it comes to communication. Yeah, yeah, well, that's all right. And we got to get Sticks back on as well. I really want to make a serial cover for him called, like, I don't know, like a. a uh, frosted sticks, uh, where we would have like sticks and eating the river sticks. Yeah, well, <laughs> sticks because there could be like little sticks in the cereal, and sticks will be eating them with a spoon for a spoon. D- didn't sticks marry that other YouTuber? What's her yes. name? Uh, I don't, she does some kind of philosophy channel, philosophy cat. No, not her. It was no, her. no, 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 it was no. the other one. That's kind of cute. Like she used to be her her reply girl, his reply girl, hmm. and it's like a, a reply girl. Um, she reply girled him so much they ended up marrying. That's cute. That's a good. That's a YouTube love story. That's way better than all the other YouTube couples that. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know. The only you know, the, the only two then, good YouTube couples. Trans. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not just. Uh, Wait, who'd okay. you say was a good YouTube what? couple? 
Oh, I see. The only two good YouTube couple of examples you have are like Sticks and Felix. Yeah, but she yeah, she was Marzi a YouTuber. Yeah, she was. She was. She yeah. was a very. She was a, a big YouTuber as well. Not as big no as fucking way, really. She big, yeah, she was a big makeup guru. Yeah, she was oh, a that's artist. why I don't know about it. That's <laughs> she's in the fashion. Yeah, yeah she was a fashion YouTuber. Moss used to watch Marzia stuff before she watched PewDiePie stuff. Which oh my funny. god. Yeah. Yeah. How did how did Moss get into the whole um, like uh, Amber e- Lynn Reed drama and shit like that? Oh, That's hilarious. Um, because she likes train wrecks. Like she likes yeah, lol cows. Train wrecks, right? Like we 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 enjoy we enjoy a good episode of yeah, like, a good life or whatever the fuck. Right? I I do so, enjoy a, a nice yeah. like daily Chantel, but oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. monthly Chantel, but by uh, w- what's the guy named Toad McJudas? Toad McFlynn. Sorry, yeah, I'm going by the PPP. Uh, no, but Toad. Uh, I remember the one time where Godwinson, he's like, notice how uh, Toad just totally relies on Chantel. All of his emotions, he goes to Chantel. When he's angry, he goes mm. to Chantel. When he's like... <laughs> he, uh, you could say he totally relies on Chantel. Oh. But anyway, guys, oh, we're going we're gonna to have to be going really soon. That's so I think one. that this... The, this got, the, the yes. last thing about train wrecks, though. Uh, Geo or Lev, have you guys heard about the book Bread Tube Serves Imperialism? What? What? Oh, what okay. Is this? So, okay. So, this leftist named Caleb Maupin, who's like oh, the, the Caleb legit, Bates. the Caleb, yeah, Caleb, legit, you know, lefty type. Which I didn't know this because I went in totally blind reading this book. <laughs> and, then the, and then the first twenty pages are about like January six, Occupy Wall Street, and why capitalism's in collapse. I was like, what the fuck am I reading? <laughs> um, but like, yeah, this is a one hell of a book where he pretty much accuses like bread to being this like op of the oh, they are. Uh, of the regime. Oh, it fully oh, I mean, is. They, they totally are. are. Totally but I mean. But this is an indictment. Caleb's a great. He, out of all the communist YouTubers, Caleb is probably the best. Yeah, and I, you know I bought a communist book. That's great. <laughs> you know what's an op? Because the 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 like the face of it is fucking Vouch. Yeah, well, it used kidding? to be Nat- Natalie, but now it's Vouch. Nothing. Yeah. Co- yeah, Didn't so Natalie was, just get canceled? So it was uh, uh, for the tenth time this year. Yeah. 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 So it was a bandy trans person, right? And now yes. it is a like schlub. It was an EGP announced fucking slump. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just the word. Like, give it, all give of the it. philosophy tube. Beca- there yeah. you go, right? That's, and that's now, and now Thought Slime. That's one of the reasons. <laughs> what? Thought Slime 2? Yeah. I knew it. I called video. it. Look at their latest video because shaved head, lipstick. Oh, uh, my God. And so I give, I give Vosh six way. months. Six months. Out of all the people, out of all the people, I think Thought Slime's probably the worst. In my, I mean, apart from Vouch, because Vouch, he really is the mouthpiece of the establishment. But I think Slot, Thought Slime is such a groveling, um, like he really is such a a lesser mensch that like, like that video where you went after our good friend Jonathan Paju. But um, I mean, these people they don't even talk about theory anymore. They, they they it's all grand grand. Like I mean, I know Philosophy Tube had the one video about. What was the recent one about some bullshit about identity? And like, it was all like all the, it's all just vanity now. It's just theater kid vanity. That's yeah, what, that's way, what this is. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what I are get, those? I give Vosh six months. Just give me, give me, give me six months. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Give me, give me yeah. one second here. I do not understand this phenomenon of people being incredibly ugly and unattractive mm-hmm. right? and then being yes queen like what oh is yeah. That? yeah why the fuck does anyone who could look at this photo of this man and go wow what a looker 
Like what? The sorry, fuck we can't is say happening? man anymore. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, yeah. Wait, did, conf- did did they confirm or no? I think the pronoun no. is they. Yeah, they're no, non-binary. No, no but did it already happen, or do you guys think it's gonna happen? No, it already happened. Yeah, okay, happened. so so non-BT completely unrelated to BTR. BTR completely uh, uh, disavows the statement. But this man. Uh, um, this very, yeah, this man, very, very, very. Uh, what's happening here? Like, what the fuck? Well, this is. Is this what you think being a woman is, man? I just don't understand this shit. He puts on a little bit of mascara and like eyeliner, and then black lipstick. It's literally the goth girls he jer- uh, they jerked off to. That's probably the yeah, I, I, the uh, da- da- Danny Phantom characters. <laughs> Well, yeah, Randy Starfire. Stare was trans. Yeah, Starfire. <laughs> Randy Stare was trans. Gio, I really Wait, was there some Starfire book that came out with some uh, chubby goth girl in it? Yeah, it was oh, a, but who's a total self-insert of the author? Yeah, the, yeah. Woman, the woman who wrote Wait, it. Wait, what is this? Self-insert. Let me look it up for research. Yeah, look up I Am Not Starfire. Yeah. I Am Not Starfire. And then, like, the character is a self-insert for the author. But Remus, no, like, isn't this the byproduct, though, of, like, the whole social contagion that is this whole liberation ideology? And, like, and we're we're forced to an extent, right, to, like, play along with it. Yeah. Oh, my God, look at this. Yeah. Yeah. Thunder thighs. Yeah, I do do be liking some thick girls, though. She's all right, though. I mean, I I, I wouldn't mind. I don't care. See, I I thought at first this was supposed to be uh, Raven, because Raven kind of looks like that. Like, the character looks ten times better than the original author. The original author looks like a, like, weird, like, fatter version of... uh, Kasama, I don't know why. Like, this is why, dude. You guys the have haircut. no idea. Wait, you know who she looks like? Here, I'll show you an image of her, and I'll tell you what she looks like. Uh, hold on. So this That's is the, the level original... of self-insert garbage that is available. Silence equals death, and it's got the pink. Uh, she's wearing a shirt that says "Silence equals death." Wow. Wow. Okay. But silence you know, is violence. Silence you know, is violence. Exactly. Okay, I want to show you. You know who she looks like? Okay, so this is this is the picture of her, right? You, you guys see it on the screen. Yep. And yeah. this is the first thing I was reminded yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. She, she does yeah, Kusama. Like exactly. She looks That's, like her. Yeah. Huh. No case. She, I, I think if she, like, I mean, she's not totally bad, but I mean, I don't know. If she, like, did, like, she did more with her hair, maybe. I don't know. She got rid of the bangs. Yeah, she got rid of the bangs. That probably would be... If I were still in my debauchery phase, I wouldn't mind. How old is she? Because I feel like she would probably have been cuter with this look. Yeah, like if she was younger. a bit younger. Yeah. She's probably, what, mm. early 30s? By the way, Remus, Gr- to answer grim. to answer your question... 30 going on 55. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Asian women. To, a- to answer your question... <laughs> Oh God, uh, Remus! To answer your question before of like why people would uh, make up these uh, excuses and show so much honor, I think it has again. Like I think Giorgiani's right where he talks about this also being a Promethean aspect of wanting to be the martyr, wanting to martyr one sense of even like what is right and true for the sake of making somebody feel better. I think you're correct too. I think I think that, there, that there's a lot to that. It's like it, it, everything must be sacrificed at the at the altar of feeling nice and feeling good about yourself. Like it doesn't matter. It's a, the fat acceptance shit is the same shit. It's like it doesn't matter what it does to me. I'm going to continue to do this forever simply because I refuse to accept the idea that I have to change or that I am not yeah. worthy or whatever thing. Right. Um. Yeah, it's probably just, and I also think that Geo has a really good point on on the autogynophilia, like the, the autogynophilia aspect. I think is a big is a big thing. It's like these guys are trying to be, like this is an old joke on 4chan. Is I want to be the little girl, right? 
is uh, is right is is yeah. I I wish to be the one who gets a tr- who people are well, to. I wish to be the one no, who has. But, the but it's, you know what's but funny fun- is that logo was they went after logo recently for that exact take where he's like you're probably just a product of child abuse or something like that. Yeah, you're watching give him, too give much him, porn. Give him give him two months and he'll reverse his opinion. <laughs> <laughs> two two weeks. Logo like just logo let the Chinese is... <laughs> say something nice about trans and he'll just flip immediately. I can't believe that the that Soros Soros went after the Chinese. Well like logo blew my mind. Well that's competition. There's comp I mean at the end of the day it's a civilizational thing yeah. too. Like you have like the if there's one piece of work I think everyone should read, it's like Samuel P. Huntington. Like that oh, yeah. analysis is so vital. Yeah. But I think Logo, he reminds me of um, when he said that. He's like, what do, you, what do these trads think of this? And it's like where Soros is saying Z-Ping is evil. He's kind of like the Paul cell with like he, the gif where he's like putting the thing in your face. Like, look, look at this, trads. Look at this. And it's like, <laughs> I love Logo. I can't lie. He's great. I mean, he's. I think he's a good poster. I like his yeah. contribution. I like I like what he's. He's certainly better than than uh, than the other. The other um, one. Yeah, but I yeah, think yeah. logo. The problem with that thread is that he did just reduce it down to like, That's what you he know, always does. you watch he porn and shit as a kid. What? I think like me and Matthew were talking about this. I think he he discredits the. I'm not saying this. This is true. You could look up the statistic, but the amount of autism that is involved in certain um, proclivities later on in life. Yeah. I think that there's probably like a variety of factors that go into why we're seeing the explosion of these quote unquote alternative gender identities. I don't know. Yeah, well, if you think about it psychologically, it's essentially just a obsession with this. Like it, you can't, it's, yeah. like a, it's almost like OCD, but it's about your like genitals and what you look like. Yeah. Right? There's it's a like dysphoric. Gender- yeah, exactly. Oh, it's yeah. Obsessive. It's obsessive to the degree. It's like, Dude, why is this literally your entire life? This is all you think about. This is all you talk about. This is all you, your whole identity is built around this. It's so confusing. I don't understand. It's like, bro, just do like, do, do literally anything else. Get a fucking hobby. Go outside. Yeah, go outside. Go touch grass. Not, not to touch be grass. the touch grass guy, but literally touch grass. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> I, know. I remember else. Natalie. Take up fishing. Yeah, go yeah, take- hike. Go hike a mountain. I remember uh, shout, out, shout out to Weird Hiker. Oh, oh by the God. way. Shout out to Weird Hiker. My boy. Did you see this, by the way? Wow. He looks exactly good. like God his man. wife in this photo. That's pretty God weird. Damn. That's, that's <laughs> a, yeah. Um, Logo looks, lo, you know, oh my God. Logo looks exactly like my cousin. I have one cousin <laughs> that's the same age as me. And Logo, like um, the, the gender swap logo looks exactly, she's, she's exactly like that. The glasses, skinny as a poke. Shout out, so, shout out so, to my cousin Jessica, by the way. <laughs> someone needs to Photoshop a uh, gender face swapped logo onto the uh, job of the hut picture. <laughs> no, that oh, needs God. to go onto, yeah, onto the slave. On the out. job of the hut one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Outfit. Oh, my God. Okay, what um, are we even no, doing? I think, I th- yeah, we're, we're fun, just fucking man. around we're here. We're having fun. But I think, like, I, what I mean, I don't say that, like, you know, oh, autism causes... Um, you're going to be an MB kid. I think that it's just one among many factors. I think that access to pornography at early ages, I think that um, in some cases it, it does come down to biology and legitimate gender dysphoria. But I think that those rates have been stable throughout time. Um, but now we're seeing this different hmm. sort of complif- compl- uh, complexification of identity through gender that is for a variety of reasons. But like, for example, gay dudes have always been around from time immemorial. In fact, gay dudes have been uh, 
some of the movers and shakers in art and culture. Uh, By the way, look at this comment from Cyber Ninja Zero. Geo ready to continue the Italian tradition of inbreeding. <laughs> uh, no, my cousin's almost engaged now. No, what am I fucking talking about? <laughs> Maybe uh, you can fuck disengage. Off. Okay, but uh, I do want to mention this is a great suicide silence song. By yeah. the way. But R.I.P. Mitch just Lucker, back. but he fucking died in the worst fucking mm. stupid way possible. He had so. a wife and kid, decided to get drunk, go on his fucking Harley, and just went into a fucking tree like an idiot. His wife was begging him not to go. Although I do admit, uh, the first three albums of Suicide Sounds are pretty good. The new ones are total trash. I don't know why. As soon as you replace the singer, that's all over. That's why I can't listen to new Alice in Chains. I can't, for the yeah, life of me. Uh, it's not, Lane it's Stally. Not yeah, it's not the same with Elaine. Yeah, so close to my heart. Yeah, I don't know. They, they should just let Jerry sing everything. He's a great yeah, singer. Jerry Cantrell's an excellent singer. Yeah, his solo Degradation Trip is one of the best albums ever outside of Alice in Chains. Sorry, love. We keep fucking. <laughs> We're talking here. Okay, I want to bring this back to uh, uh, the thing that Uber Boyo said when he was talking about uh, you know the, the need to have pressure. It almost feels like a lot of these return to well, not return because they you know never were, but like go into this position of being like a little girl, you know, like that uh, 4chan thing you guys talked yeah. about. It almost feels like, I want less pressure to be on me. I want easy mode. I want easy mode. That Why can't exactly I have easy mode? It, yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think the fat, ex- that's the, the fat acceptance? Great example of this. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, just, it's only for size. women. Yeah, I just don't want to <laughs> do it. Yeah, it's only for women. That's the best part. It's like, yeah. I just don't want to do it. They, they will lose literally any cope possible. You should see the mental gymnastics that goes it's like dude if you had this much energy towards um losing weight you wouldn't have these problems in your life they have this theory that um hypertension doesn't come from obesity it comes from the stress that of doctor telling of being you that you have obese. obesity yeah oh yeah God. they have like this weird like it's kind of like aids denialism it's like that one step it's like they try to like you know what i mean like they have the margin of like yeah well the, the, and these people also the best part about them is that they're they're also trust the science people you know yeah I mean? weird eh? simultaneously trust the science people and it's like dude how do you how do you how do you the cognitive distance is so crazy it's like bro you're, you're how, how are you gonna pretend like physics doesn't apply to your joints Not yeah really. Yeah, not real to, for me, but you know, mm. in all yeah, my knee hurts right now. Fuck. Yeah, it's it, it's not yeah. it's not a it, it's yeah. very strange, but I I think that's 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 a big aspect of it. It's trying to um they, they it's kind of like um like imagine uh, if you're a tr- you're in track or something, right? And you know you're training every single day, training really hard, and then some dude just smokes your ass and like he and you ask him bro what do you do how do you train he's like i don't and you're just like oh like it makes you feel like i shouldn't even bother yeah Why am i even trying that is that is the thing that every person has to fight in order to be something right but it's like this the impulse is yeah but that makes me feel bad and we live in a world <laughs> where making yourself make be, being fe- feeling bad is like the worst sin so, yeah so I must never feel that again. And as a result, I'm going to reject it entirely. I'm going to even pretend that I don't, I'm going to cut my goddamn leg off. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's that level of like, no, I won't accept it. I refuse. I will not accept the fact that I need to work on myself or change something about myself in order to get where I want to be. Because the, 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 the worst part is that they all have a desire 
for something better, but they 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 warp their perception into thinking that the better the better uh, world is the one in which they are allowed to be mediocre rather mm-hmm. than a better world being the one in which they have risen to the challenge yeah. and become something better. You know. Yeah. Look at what Cyber Ninja Zero said. I'm also lazy, but I'm not fat. Therefore, I'm spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> although, to, uh, although I, I did hear that that's a big problem in the Islamic world in general, like some of the richer countries like Saudi and uh, so on and so forth. They learn that they from have us a lot meds, of, the, the laziness. Well, they have a lot of higher obesity. laziness. No, just in general. Like, I think a lot of the oil rich countries are also rich in calories they for a do? lot of the well off people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Saudi Arabia's obesity. got a huge obesity problem, Gio. Oh, my God. Yeah, really? because they're, they, they're, they, they're wealthy. Like, they, they got yeah. their wealth very quickly. They had basically no. That, um, that was like that obese uh, ISIS commander. Yeah, that guy. That was pretty that was like, funny. They were, they were like wheelbarrowing that fucking dude. Oh, look what it says. Arabmuse.com. 70% of Saudis are obese, says study. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I'm not surprised in this letter. Yeah. Anybody who... Um, it, well, it, they could just... pay people to walk for them. Yeah, literally. Yeah, <laughs> literally, they'll just, yeah. They'll just pay they a slave from Bangladesh to, to walk yeah. for them or something like that. Yeah. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, but it's... It, yeah, that's, that's a... Um, I think that's part of it, right? I was going to say during the decadence part of the conversation, uh, you can see that manifesting in things like World of Warcraft being as popular as they are, mm. right? This is a, this is a, it's not, and, and, and this is actually the point. It's, it's not that the Thumos doesn't exist. It's that it's being, it's like Vril, yo. Everybody's Vril is being channeled into fucking cooming all day. Rather <laughs> yeah, than, yeah you know it's true. Rather than doing shit. It's exactly. I think you just called out Turning Point in USA's new marketing. <laughs> but, but at the same, but at the you same time, the Lincoln Project. But at the same time, I think the yeah. Kellogg's, the uh, Kellogg brothers, or whoever it was, they were wrong because their whole thing was yeah, they destroyed just, this planet. Holy let's shit! Let's just let's just feed this crap to people so they don't have the Vril in the first place. I guess I don't know because it's like when you have the Vril, and obviously there's a lot of you, sexual energy. You know energy. what's funny is that um. Um, my good friend, uh, return, um, reform Swordo, he did, uh, uh, well, his, his handle is, uh, Kojima Stan. He did this thread on, um, the cookbook by the Italian futurists. And oh, it's I funny. I saw that. That was so interesting. Yeah. Like Marinetti, he, uh, basically wanted you to reject the, uh, pasta and bread pill as an Italian because it came from the, uh, Ostrogoths. And so basically like the way he talks about pasta, it's like how black Nash, like the equivalent for me <laughs> as Italian, it's like how the black nationalists talk about how soul food is basically destroying the genome of black people. And I'm like, that's pretty interesting, but oh my God, that is know. amazing. By the way, here is a from Britannica.com. It was the, the whole time. Here, it was here, the pot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Italians are the real hoteps. So. By the way, are you guys ready for this? This is, well, this is 2016, but still, this is a 2016 obesity levels. So and the number one country, I haven't even heard of this country. Is Canada. It, is it a fake country? No, it's Nauru. That sounds like a, a fake country. Pacific Island country. Nauru. It's a Pacific yes. Island. Yeah, so the, the population is small. That's probably why. Yeah. So why are Samoans obese? Yeah, then we have the Cook Islands. Their genetics. Palau. For the shit that they're eating, mm, yeah, why. probably Marshall Islands, Tuvalu, uh, Niu, Tonga, Samoa, Kiribati. Yeah, we basically Micronesia. genetically poison them with their food. Yeah, okay, here's, here's the first big country. Them. Okay, here's the first big country. Mexico. This is bad news. Bad news for Ophinus, Ophinus people. Kuwait. That is like the first, you know, country. Wow. Country. 
And you know what the second one? Oh, say can you? Of course, America. Yes. Then we have Jordan. Then we have Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Libya, Turkey, Egypt, Lebanon, the United Arab Emirates, Bahamas, New Zealand, Iraq, Fiji, Bahrain, Canada. That's number yeah, 26. Yeah, Canada. We're getting up there with America. <laughs> Australia, Malta, Mexico, Argentina, South Africa, Chile, Dominica, Uruguay, Syria, well, Argentina is because of all the Europeans. I actually United, yeah. I don't think that this is accurate anymore. I, I was under the impression that Mexico was the country. They with say the, Mexico is the BC. highest propensity. Yeah, the Mexican BC. health minister has like lambasted the population because they're worse than us yeah wow if you go to mexico uh, for example if anybody lives in the states um if you can try to get a mexican soda oh yeah that's just real real cane sugar yeah they're insane they're insane so all their shits like that right it's that's part Mm -hmm. of the 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 reason but i i heard it was it was them if you like if you if you adjust for population and all of that stuff they have the highest per capita yeah per capita right yeah, I heard it's all the women too. That's what Bap said. Well, it's the food. Well, it's the women, but it's also the food, right? Like you yeah. have a culture well. that is so high in fat. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, you add in all the stuff from the West. Like it doesn't help. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you also take away again. You have to think about the the, the, the genetics of these people. What were their ancestors doing for the vast mm. majority of the time? Right? They, they everybody was way more active. Way well, more, s- more. S- you know. Same with the soda, Aborigines yeah. in uh, in Australia. The Aborigines, like I looked at that old photo, it was like pure muscle, Dude, just they, like muscle everywhere, hardly any they're fat. They're diesel. They're diesel. They're fucking ridiculous in shape, right? But then you know you give them. Wait, they huff diesel alcohol. too? They, oh god! Yeah, oh yeah. no! Oh, I'm they, kidding. Yeah, they go from diesel body to diesel brain. <laughs> oh, not good. That's not good. terrible. You know what? By oh, the way, it's, here, it's the soda, the, uh, bro. It's, shout out to the Bikey Boys. Shout out to the Bikey Boys. Look at yeah. that shit. Before oh, and after. God. So Look this was. Shit. He literally looks like Adam. Yeah, that's I know. What, that's what Adam he's an Adonis. Looked. Yeah, that's he what fucking Adam destroyed these people. He's literally, Giga Chad. I think that's worse than even just outright genocide, in my opinion. No, yeah, it's it's you know, like yeah. when you really think about it. Is it. Worse. If you think about the idea of like the, the, the Greeks had this idea of dying when you are beautiful, right? Yeah, that's a beautiful True. thing. If you're eradicated at, the, at at your at your glory, at least you fought. Like like right? the Americans, this they like to be fucking debased, and yeah. destroyed, and fucking ruined. Your ancestors or your 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 descendants are ruined. Everything. Well, it's just. It, Takes everything. Like what the look what the Americans did to the Comanche and to the Lakota. Like I remember, oh. there was accounts by explorers about how beautiful they looked, but yet they got fucking slaughtered by the by the Americans. Yeah. But it's like the the people in the reservations now, like look at their rates of AIDS and heart disease and uh, yeah, and alcoholism, diabetes, alcoholism. They're, yeah, they're, because they're the survivors. They're not the yeah population. They're the survivors of it. So it's like a genetic yeah. bottleneck in many ways, plus the degradation of their life. Their live livelihood, their inability to live the lives that they had always lived. But it's funny. But it's funny how the Japanese haven't become fat and disgusting like the rest of because, us. Because the Japanese never imported those. The Japanese were never colonized in that way. Mm, no, yeah. understand? They they let the people in. No, yeah, the closest thing that you get to is like the Meiji Restoration. But even then, that's a, a Japanese endeavor. That was yeah. their choice. Yeah, they did that on purpose, and that, that was like the first instance of like uh, what? What I say the name of that anime, the uh, Legend of the D- Galactic Heroes, yes. like Emperor Meiji, basically Legend of the Galactic Hero, uh, Japan. <laughs> he did. He literally did. Yeah, uh, and, uh, 
Yeah. It, but I mean, even if you wanted, sorry to interrupt, like even if you yeah. wanted a more contemporary example of like survivors, like look what like post LBJ great society to black America. Yeah. You want to talk about like a genocide of a culture. Look at what like black America's middle and upper class looked like in like 1964 mm-hmm. and compare it to today. Like in two generations, you have destroyed like a culture, like an entire upper and middle class, like single like parent households are through the roof, drugs and alcohol and like uh, obesity rates are through mm. the roof. Like uh, to me, it's yeah, like black you obesity. Are, that's you want to talk rich. about destruction of a culture and the survivors like LBJ's great society in the name of like egalitarianism and the civil rights act we we destroyed black america in two generations even the rates of cancer and heart disease well well, we are going to have a wilford riley coming in thursday august 5th and we're going to be talking uh about this uh with him as well and uh, also who's going to be joining us for that stream is uh daniel remember daniel frenzy who was uh here before for a couple of streams uh young man you know a very uh you know, I very, very cool dude yeah yeah so daniel i think he definitely agree with you on these problems he is uh, fortunate enough to have been raised in such a household where it's like the complete opposite of that shit because his father is uh this uh what do you call it like uh, uh what is the name of the uh hold on not dominican republic but ne- ha- haiti so they're originally from haiti like the ancestors but mm-hmm. his father is a baptist minister all right, that oh. is like super alpha Chad in the community, and I really think that rubbed off on uh, Daniel as far as uh, mentoring him into the person that he is today. So, like, uh, certainly he's, teaches I, you how to be charismatic, how to talk yeah. to people, how to show them that you care about what they're saying, uh, about what they think. Uh, teaches you how to be uh, a good orator. Um, uh, all the rhetorical techniques, even just the ability to convince, all of that stuff. Yeah, very, very, very useful. Um, uh, Jim Jones, again, I'm going to shout out Martimate again. Not that he needs it at this point. Wait, there, Jim Jones of Jonestown? Yes, Jim Jones. Wow. He learned how to do what he did. Jim Jones is actually super interesting yeah. as a person. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Did you know he was one of, like, he was, I think he was one of the first white to have integrated churches yeah and 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 to adopt a black child that's like right he, wow. yeah he, yeah he, he he was also a big that he's sexually deal. abused by the way but that's yeah, of course oh um, just like uh, <laughs> peter peter the great no allegedly. breaking yeah, but, oh god you know, oh no oh, fuck. jim jones was unironically a buck breaker he unironically was yeah, yeah. uh like yeah. not a joke um he but, was also um he didn't even believe in god he was like a soviet sympathizer oh no he was a communist he was like yeah, a card-carrying communist a, with yeah. close ties to nancy pelosi and diane feinstein but no oh. one talks about that yeah no they were very close oh yeah and how come but then how come um when they killed leo ryan um i wonder how pelosi took that but i guess no but i guess he was his, he was her competition if i recall at the time i wonder wa- really wash their hands of it man. really makes Pretended you think like doesn't it knew. yeah it really makes you think Again. There, there, i remember one time i was reading this um it was probably just a weird schizo post it was linked from 4chan where this guy he claimed to uh be a cia person and that uh, Jim Jones was known like he was an asset basically and he was doing a mind control thing and like how they got Unita from Angola to go there and um, like hide some of the bodies because the first count was initially 500 then it beefed up to 900 when they went on the ground so it was like th- this yeah. weird I wouldn't be surprised yeah oh, he probably was an asset in my yeah opinion. but uh, but he would be a terrible asset bro like I, I yeah he was I cannot stress enough how absolutely insane that shit he was oh yeah Yeah. he was fucking crazy it's it's hearsay 
the man has like hours and hours and hours of recordings of him yeah. just ranting endlessly mm. right you think um, we could get daryl cooper on maybe before it'd be tougher now but i would yeah it's probably amazing daryl's daryl's really cool he, he did a series mm. on jim jones as well, called, yeah. Called God yeah can we get a can we get bill cooper on from, from, uh, from the grave for bill cooper that would be hype oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, speaking of seances and all that stuff, for all the people who are listening here who brought in the Super Chats for our astrology stream, if you have not contacted me yet, contact me because uh, I need to get everybody together so we can choose a date so Michael Scott will do all your readings. And that is going to be a Patreon-only stream, by the way. Well, except for the people, obviously, who uh, gave the Super Chats. They're going to be a part of it, too. But uh, yeah, we're going to have a lot of interesting stuff for the patrons coming soon. Speaking of which, patreon.com slash break the rules you know what time it is uh oh uh oh uh oh patreon.com slash break the rules what are you guys doing we're gonna have so many interesting things coming your way for patreon.com slash break the rules you better become a member we gotta make more patreon only stuff so we will and we shall i double dog dare you did you know uh, that jim jones i'm making a patreon pitch oh let me finish the patreon pitch here we go pitching he is good at pitching. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! He could sell. He could sell to anyone. Yeah. Oh, I th- wait, Gio. Did you get the reference? I think Remus meant a different, every a different kind of pitching. Meaning, every double draft. meaning was meant. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway, anyway, um, five dollar patrons are going to get access to our Discord. They are going to get the MP3 files as soon as they come out uh, for the episodes before the uh, regular uh, MP3. Oh yeah, we got to plug our Apple podcast. That's right. Right, on yeah. Apple, oh, you're going to get some Beautiful. boomers listening to us. Yes, mm-hmm. boomers will. If you have a boomer parent, they will listen to Apple Podcasts. My yes. old man listens to uh, that man and the woman. The the one he, he all those like horror pod, like not horror, but like uh, true like, crime. Yeah, like mystery, unsolved mysteries, oh, and yeah, also yeah, yeah. Uh, paranormal stuff. I, I was watching this one interview with him with this guy who was in the Navy, and he, him and his friend went on this camping trip, and they got abducted, and he had this implant in his leg. It was the scariest fucking shit ever. All yeah. those people that say the aliens are benevolent and, like, fucking uh, Neil Tyson. They well, I guess not. the aliens. Like, the, these people, the aliens are demons, okay? They're fucking Just demons. fucking kill them instantly. Just kill them. Yeah. Wait, which which are we talking about here? Because there's like the demon aliens, but the then there z- may also be they're hold on. Bad. But then there may also be like the Jason Giorgiani Alder Baron uh, aliens. You know the ones yeah. with uh, Operation yeah. High Jump. Yeah, they so get I, the bullet too. But Giorgiani works for them, so they. <laughs> they oh, the bullet too. Thank you very apparently much. Apparently, Jim no. Jones. He uh, he he um. Back when there was the Cold War, he moved to this one town in California. What was it called? Not Utica. Um, start with the U. Because he saw that in this map that there was um, locations in America that would be safe, supposedly, if like they bombed major cities with a nuke. So he moved to this specific town because he thought that the nuclear sons were going to come down and punish evil America because they didn't want to adopt uh, luxury gay communism. So yeah, and, and sorry, luxury uh, racially integrated. Communism. By the way, here is <laughs> here is the link. Here is the link. Break the rules on Apple Podcasts. I just posted the link in the chat. So all the people who are watching this, you have 
to your parents. The- Give this to them, please. Yes, share the share this with them, please. And also, we are on Spotify as well. We can't forget about good old oh, yeah. Spotify. So don't forget to follow us there. I have to pay for it in Canada. I don't pay for Spotify, That's but you guys brutal. can. Yes, America. So, so anyway, with the uh, with the Patreon, that is for five dollars. For uh, twenty dollars, you are going to get a beautiful magnet created by my dad. The next design, by the way, that's being worked on right now is going to be the Britney Venti Moth. So if you guys are fans of uh, the Venti and you guys are fans of uh, moths, this is going to be the time to become a patron so you get this exclusive limited time only magnet of Britney Venti moth. And oh, and by the way, I had a dream about Britney Venti, which I'm going to say after the Patreon oh. after the Patreon plug. Uh, okay, so anyway, uh, $30 patrons are going to get a beautiful print from Gio Penichetti right here. You know mm-hmm. him, you love him. And uh, here I'm going to play it for you as well. Let me just find it. There are so many things in my OBS window by the way i just i'm like i'm like a hoarder when it comes to the obs layer system for those who know what, what i'm talking about here you know what i mean like I'm this a is why i got yeah sure. well it's not te- it's just gonna like several documents it's like no, this much now yeah, yeah, yeah so i'm just trying to find geo's thing here because for those who did not see it uh here we go patreon print.mp4 here it is you can see it in action right here right now giovanni penacchietti in the house making the print making it happen happen and this is why we love him mm-hmm. no not this is not the only reason but this is definitely up there as far as why we love him anyway $50 patrons $50. are going to get all of the above plus they're going to get a custom magnet whatever they want they'll get within limits of within course. reason within reason guys you got to be reasonable here anyway uh geo what else do they get the, yeah his father can't carve in the little magnet of the assumption or something that like terribly complex oh i mean maybe i don't know i mean how much does jonathan pageau sell for like oh i don't want to think about that um probably probably a good chunk of change by the way i did actually find out from uh we have uh, people we know in russia who like are uh, of the of the faith you know oh here we go orthodox <laughs> there's no such thing like traditionally as um uh, wood carvings for they have it but it's more like it's more of in the greek and the uh it's it's not in russia proper it's in other places mm, interesting recall. yeah because the ethiopians were... do a lot of carving interesting yeah because they were really surprised by it like carving what there was never carving so that's uh it's an interesting thing but anyway uh regardless of that uh yeah russia they don't they have um they don't have um a huge diversity of hardwoods they have some hard they they think they have maple i i I would have thought russia has a lot of trees but i guess in terms of the sheer diversity of the trees i could be wrong about that it's it's also a, a pretty um the environment is 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 pretty uh pretty harsh so a lot yeah. of tree species can't deal with it right you're gonna have a lot of pine and that kind of thing yeah uh, you know old but winters, yeah exactly because hardwood species require temperate like old like slow mm. growth like a lot of fruit woods like that's what like w- with wood engraving that's mostly what i use is either cherry now i have a i have a fuck ton of uh, peach and uh Pear now, but but have age. but have there been any other examples in terms of Orthodox history in general of carvings, or would you say that uh, uh, Jonathan is carving a new niche for himself? Well, no, no, there was, carvings, there was carvings. There was carvings, like there order like carving um, certain like lower class, um, more like regional churches. They they couldn't afford a lot of like marble carvings, so they would go with wood. Um, mm. 
even in Italy, they have like more like the more like provincial churches. They have. no, but it, but Italy is an Orthodox, like specifically. No, no, but it, it goes like they they had a different style of carving than like. Yeah, Bible says graven images explicitly. Um, yeah, there was a tradition of carving, but it's not as common as the um, for for Orthodox iconography. Yeah, right? it's not nearly as common as Orthodox uh, iconography painting, but uh, mm. there's, it's there. Because like the ones that I'm aware of is like the painting, and then you also have that armor around the painting. You trying which is to question cool. is trad authenticity? Love is that what you're trying to do? Um, <laughs> no. Carving require it does still require the skills of drawing and draftsmanship. And, uh, mm, no, it, no, it's definitely a beautiful thing. I'm just interested as far as like histor- historically, has this a new thing or has this existed before? Like, mm. is it you know that that's what I'm kind of interested in. But anyway, look, regardless of that, so I'm fifty dollar not- patron. Yes, fifty dollar patron. You also get a poster print of anything you want. If you want an Ayala poster, you want a Brittany Venti poster, you want a David Reibold poster to motivate you in the gym. What if I want a goat sea poster? I think did we have one animation like that, love? Mm, no, we had something about Goatsy, but I was just combining images. Uh, yeah, from the it wasn't internet. like the actual. Oh, um, by the way, Minotaur says, "Can I get the print if I manually donate U.S. dollars thirty worth of crypto?" We're we're gonna work on um some way to do merch that will involve mm. a ready to ready to order print, like a selection, but also like we're thinking of T-shirts and shit. Like I mean, that. I, I mean, I could see about the uh, crypto thing, but here's the thing: I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm winging it for the most part as far as like how do you do certain things when it comes to complex questions like uh, $30 of crypto. All I can say is that with the Patreon, the intention and the hope is that you would stay on. And also for all the people who would stay on for Patreon, you would keep getting new prints uh, every year. So yeah. if you stay on, it's going to keep on going, which is why like we make it Patreon, not so much a single donation. But we're thinking of single like merch, a merch store like like uh, Red like six. Or... Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We could have our own our own mugs and stuff like that. That would be pretty cool. You guys wouldn't uh, wouldn't be opposed to drinking out of a BTR mug, right? No, and the, and the, and the, uh, the logo. Uh, uh, lends itself to that kind of thing. And we're gonna have mm. a Gundalini mug. That's what <laughs> yes, we're exactly. We're gonna design a Gundalini mug. Maybe we can uh, team up with the uh, with the good people of. Uh, uh, hold on, I have a brain fart right now. We're gonna team up with the good people of. Hold on, what is wrong with me? Our First of all, everybody, everybody, subscribe, everybody, subscribe, so that we grow. Yada yada yada. Uh, good people of Grift Shop. There we go. So uh, yeah, we could do Grift Shop. Yeah, guys. Yeah. Grift, grift.shop. Go there right now. Does he I'm print be... his own thing or how does that so, work? So so I think I have I have some of the shirts here. I just want to show you. Uh talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, so All right. So for a hundred dollar patrons, what they're gonna do is they're gonna have Mask Bastard actually explain to you in detail what happens if Ant Man goes inside of Thanos' asshole and expands. <laughs> That is the $100. What happens if Ant-Man uh, goes into Thanos? It's kind of like Lemmy Winks, but only Ant-Man with Thanos. <laughs> well, he expands, right? If he goes back to normal size while for those who don't, asshole. For those who don't know, um, the Sunday stream, for some reason, Mass Bastard couldn't stop talking about Thanos. Yeah, and, and his like asshole. putting things up his ass. Mm. Yeah. Mm. By the Griff way, shop, the nice. Shop over here. And look at this, by the way. That's, that's got to be silkscreen 
printing. Well, look at this. This is stitching over here. Look how high quality this oh, is. Oh, nice. nice. That's my shit. S see like the Egyptian, uh, you know, scale, the L and the W over here. So Yeah, we got to do some kind of, like, maybe through Griff Shopper, we got to do T-shirts. Hell yeah. It We're going to have Gundalini T-shirts. Maybe yeah, I could put one of my Wojaks on a T-shirt. I oh, think yeah. that would be good. Yeah. Well, look, guys, I we are. I love the big hug more than more than mm. any. That would be an excellent shirt. Yeah, 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 that would be a great one. Right, and then and it, in the yeah, the big hug in the front, and the yeah. back will have the BTR logo. Exactly, exactly. Then it'll be like stronger together. We'll have like a caption in the front. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And also, and also for Patreon, we are going to have a uh, Geo's beautiful uh, painting from the Bob Ross style. Let's not yeah, forget yeah. about that. And and, uh, and uh, still got and that other thing going on, love or no? What other thing? The the Warhammer. Oh, yes, Jules yes. Uh, yes, the uh, Jules Hamilton Warhammer 40K uh, action figures uh, painted by Jules. You're yeah, going Jules going to paint that. a nice figure for you. It's very hard to paint those figures well mm. uh, and to make them look nice and to make them, uh, uh, you know, specialized. If you give him specific instructions, I'm sure that he would probably uh, help indulge that. Um, mm. But yeah, you can get one of those. Hell yeah. All yeah. right, guys, this is it. This is the end of the stream. As always, thank you so much for watching. Let me plug what's going to be happening in uh, uh, on Thursday. That's going to be our David Reboy stream. What are we talking about with that one? We're going to be talking about Qatar. We're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff. I'm, I, I, you got to send me some of his articles. I, ask him about his capped shoulders and if he's not if he's natty. If he's natty, oh, yeah. that'll be the, that'll be like an hour long like screaming <laughs> <Literally> match. Just... <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get him. We're gonna get in Philly on to see if he's natty or not. Oh amazing. boy. Oh, and I do have to put that actually into the actual uh, uh, contents. So, see, I forget to do that sometimes. So here, I'm putting David it in the Rebold. chat right now. David Reboy this Thursday, five o'clock. Be there or be square. Oh, and also Indian Bronson is joining us for that one as well. Nice. So that should be uh, that should be very. Too bad interesting. we could, we, we got to have like a foreign policy. I wonder if we get Nicolo Salo. I wonder if we get Nick Salo. That should be interesting. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Fucking guy secure. doesn't respond to my fucking thing. He should <laughs> like he should come on just for the fact that we like basically like almost grew up in the same area. Not really. I mean, Hamilton's not the same as Niagara, but Hamilton's like the cool version of Toronto. Mm. Hamilton sucks. <laughs> I know. That's why. If you want to see real, like if you want to see real crazy people, go to Hamilton. Toronto has real. no crazy. Toronto real. has like freaks, but they don't have crazy people. But. Yeah, yeah. They, they have like the freaks that you would expect. Like they're they're just degenerates. If you yeah. want crazies, you gotta go to Hamilton. Wait, Chris Allen, why? How does he have uh, bad takes? What's his bad yes, takes? Please let us know. So we'll we'll question him about the bad takes. Yeah, I gotta see these bad takes. Yeah. So while maybe we'll hear about them on the stream. Well, I mean Claremont Institute. Yeah, Claremont Institute. You, you know you know what you're getting. You're getting the Americanism type stuff. I like I like you know. America. I don't know what you. Of guys course are talking you do, about. love. Of course. Yes. So over here, by it's the way, it's a juicy plum for you. This is uh, oh Lord Geo. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> Left stream, art stream. Uh, that by was the way what happened before Sunday, but you go and watch it again. Yeah, so this was a Sunday stream, but some I'm of using... it was nonsense though. <laughs> kind of, it was kind of talking about Thanos's cock and all that. Yeah, no, but it was. Uh, but I did enjoy a uh, conscious Caracal talking yeah, with us about uh, South Africa and all these things. So check that out. It's a really that dude good stream. is very inspirational, man. Yeah. yeah, dude is very inspirational. You want to like, talk about a guy who's actually fighting? Exactly. Yeah, he he's like twenty. He's twenty five, exactly. and he's like forty five. <laughs> you know, he's like forty five. A guy who's actually talking, his... like fighting for his people. Yeah, and there he's, you go. He's, he's ready to do, and he's actually 
it's not just speech like he's genuinely actually trying to solve problems and do things which yeah. is powerful man powerful absolutely oh yeah well look i hope that in a certain way btr can solve problems as well because we do combine different people together who otherwise wouldn't talk and that could hopefully be the butterfly that flap it flaps it's you know what i'm trying to say anyway guys this so is next week what do we got all right next week we have got <clears throat> okay we have david reboy as i mentioned so right now delicious tacos you got to get back to me man you got to let me know because he has said like what time well i said what time so he has to get back to me now to confirm whether he's going to be on with Brittany venti tuesday july 27th or whether he's going oh, to God. be with Brittany venti on tuesday august 10th so those are the two what days disaster either way <laughs> if that's not gonna happen there's going to be our e-girl e-grill stream so oh. all the grillers out there take the grill pill and join us for that one oh but my all, kitty's ready yes, for that but also i really want bimbo uramensh to join us for that one as well and Brittany's joining us too so uh whichever day that happens we're gonna have oh my god it's gonna it's gonna devolve into mean girls so fucking fast oh man i can't wait for it it's gonna be right. amazing next we have thursday july 29th kenny zoo coming in and kenny zoo he is an author of the book an inconvenient minority the attack on uh, asian american excellence and the fight for meritocracy so i think it's also going to be along the similar lines of the kind of things that we talked about regarding culture and all that so next we are going to have logo versus amy therese and that is going to be tuesday august 3 and you oh, mentioned man. geo you mentioned that that is a uh, uh, idealism and what because i have to fill in the thumbnail what is the uh, real what is politique? The no, Wait, you had it. You, you said it better. It's logo yeah. versus Amy Therese. Therese. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that'll be fun. Yeah, but what is like Do girls logo fighting. versus Amy? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Raymond. <laughs> what? All right. Looks like I'm gonna have to listen to that old. Hopefully, logo and... will change his opinion by then, so we can. No, see but it's what like happens. it's like. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Which one of them is an idealist, and which one of them is like the opposite of an idealist? What What is the big difference? What would they? Well, okay, guys. You mentioned this before. You mentioned this, okay. Yeah. Well, they were beefing on Twitter. I have to look it up. But Prudentious, what do you think they'd be beefing about? Oh, at this point, I think. Well, I don't know. Isn't Amy right? Uh, to, to me, I don't. I don't follow Logo too much. I know I've been following Amy lately, and Amy, I think, is just sort of subtweeting Aaron McIntyre lately. Yes. it's been very yeah. weird. But I, I, um, I, I think there's going to be some conversations over. I think the, just the whole trad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Probably. Well, that's that's still not good enough for the uh, subheader. China. So. Um, no, I need, I, need, I need good subheader material, and you guys said this. I should. I'm idealism versus realism? I don't know. There we Real go. Real politique, okay. that's what Yeah, I mean. idealism versus realism. I don't care if it's true or not. It fits in. It, it, the font was going to match, <laughs> you know? Because, guys, I think in terms of how much space a certain amount of text would take place on the thumbnail in Photoshop. That's how I come up with the title. My favorite edit of Amy Therese is the Amy Therese griper where she's like, like she's uh like ODing on Mount on uh Red Bull, but like she's it says deranged at the top, but she's like slurping, it's like going down her chin. She's like fucking ODing, her eyes are like popping out. Oh, I love that griper edit. So I can tell she like on stream, I could tell she's ODing on Red Bull. She's mm. just like fucking um she's like cracking. It's like kind of like you know, Millennial Woes when he did the uh Millennial had like the giant case of Coca-Cola. Yeah. Like as each stream would go on, it would progressively go down. It's kind of like Amy 
he's like she's probably got like a giant thing of red bull in the background well, we should have we should have a stream purely for the reason of what you just mentioned with amy therese and turkey tom because turkey tom likes the monster drinks and she likes the uh red bull so i have no idea what they talk about but that just seems no nah, like that doesn't sound like a good <laughs> we gotta get we gotta get john tron on you think we could i nah, probably would never uh wait no i do know his uh his not no but i met his director and i think i may be able to pull it off let's see what happens but anyway then we oh, i mean wow. i know i know he had a bad experience with destiny that one time yeah but, uh, we have to avoid that at all costs yeah but anyway, then and we, we get have... Destiny on. Uh, that'd be terrible. We get Destiny on. That'd be oh, terrible. we'll see what happens. I mean, I'd like being... to have Destiny on so I can call him a stupid ass bitch. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so then we have call well, a man we always like four hours straight. We always try to call be respectful. <laughs> we always try to be respectful to the people who come on the stream because they take their time to come in. But anyway, we're gonna have Wilford <laughs> Riley. You are respect. You you call him a soy jack for four yeah, hours. You guys, you guys are respectful. I just call him fucking manlet for the whole time. <laughs> we are gonna have Wilford Riley coming in Thursday, August fifth. Who wrote the book Hate Crime Hoax? how the left is selling a fake race war, and he also participated in the debate against uh, per, uh, Jared Taylor. So uh, wow. he's coming in Thursday, August 5th. Then we're going to have Uncle Duma. Uncle Doomer coming in Thursday, August Sonic 12th. race war now. <laughs> Sonic race. Patriot. Patriot. Gotta go fast into the end. <laughs> Patriot J, uh, Thursday, Tuesday, August oh, 17th. Oh, nice. Then we're going to have the big one here, Jason Reza Giorgiani, Thursday, August 19th. And then we're going to have Hotep Jesus coming in Tuesday, August 20th. For real. Oh, yeah. Tuesday, August Please 24th. Please have me on that. Please sure. Talking about buck breaking. Sure. Yeah. You're, 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 you're coming. You're coming. He okay. blocked me so long ago because I kept oh, calling God. him a grip. Well, we're oh, also no. gonna have oh, we're also gonna have Hotep Sophia on there as well. So oh, and it's been too long since I've seen it. It has indeed. Yeah. And oh, no Cyber Cyber Ninja's here. No, I'd never have Valshan. First of all, Val should probably never come. Second of all, I just don't want that. Um, our shit would get rocked, I think, if we, yeah, were, if we they, were in Yeah, it would be an ungodly... I mean, it, it's like uh, posting your girlfriend's face on B. You know what I mean? It would, yeah. get, a... it would get rocked. <laughs> it's not good. It, 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 it would get rocked like how the uh, women in Iran get rocked, you know? Oh, God. That, that kind of... No, uh, what I mean is his audience would like <laughs> basically try to take down her channel. That You'd get griped. Yeah, We'd get griped so hard, he, he yeah. We'd would, would get griper like uh, he's mm. Nick Fuentes. Yeah. All right, next. Uh, well, next, you're, you guys are going to have to see. Listen, if anybody here knows Adam Krigler, send him a message. Get him in touch with BTR. I want Adam Krigler on this show. He was the guy who was on Tim Pool's show. Now he has his own show. Interesting dude. And uh, anyway, guys, if you know who I'm talking about, reach out to him. See if you can get him on BTR. And we're going to have his Count Dankula. Physiognom- oh, you're having Dankula Yeah, on, Thursday, dude. September 2. That oh, yeah. Very- I forgot about right yes. my birthday. Wow. Oh, shit. Nice. You, you, want, you want to come on that one as well? I would. That would be nice. Excellent. I'd like to, I'd like to tell uh, yes. that, I, that I'm a fan. So so there we go. And from there on, we want to get more people. I'm trying to get Chad Hagan here. Gio, the only reason why we're not doing Chad earlier just has to do with monsoon season. Because oh, the that's why not we had to be, push it back. Yeah, the connection's not going to be reliable. Because i got to Ho- reach out to Painted Worlds for that one. He'd love to come on. Well, so hopefully Tuesday, September 21. That's the date that I set for Chad for 9.30 p.m. If he accepts it, good. If not, we can push it back a little bit further. But anyway, guys, a lot of a lot of interesting things. And before we go, again, the plugs. The Prudentialist. 
Uh, anything new that you are want to share with the world? Uh, yes, tomorrow at noon central, I'm going to have Maro Bane, Mr. Patriarch, and Conscious Caracol, so three South African residents that are going to just explain oh, what nice. the hell is going on and what the future of South Africa looks like. So tune in tomorrow, nice. noon central. Uh, oh, by the way, on my YouTube channel, I just released my first uh, dramatic reading of the book Revelations. Uh, yes, Gio, I can't wait one. to listen to that, man. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I just released go. it. If you so, yeah, the South um, Prudentialist. You also did a recent uh, two streams about Afghanistan. Yeah, it's the big part of my channel. Is I do geopolitical and international relations analysis. Yeah. Do you talk to... about just the history of Afghanistan or just the American? Uh, involvement? Oh no, we talked about so like last Sunday we talked about Chinese interests, the Eurasian Economic Union, the CTSO, Iran, mm. Turkey, the migrant crisis that's incoming, um, and of course the neighboring nations like Tajikistan, the border crisis. I try my best to be as holistic and encompassing as possible. I, re um, I remember uh, Alex Jones. This was in like 2011. Said the reason they invaded Afghanistan with Iraq is because they wanted to deny the Chaicoms the pipeline. So they use the Northern Alliance to basically attack Chinese facilities. Well, even Niccolo from Fisted by Foucault, if you follow him on Substack, he talked about that as well. Like um, it prevents essentially Afghanistan prevents the Chinese from them getting access to Iran, which would give them yeah. access to the Strait of Hormuz or even access to Turkey, depending on how the Turkish relationship with the West goes. Yeah. Um, so, it's yeah, there's terrible, by the way. But, well, uh, I mean, Erdogan is just playing both sides because he's still yeah. technically a part of NATO in the West, but he's got a four point two million dollar trump card of migrants and he's been buying yeah. russian military equipment yeah. so uh, there's a lot at play there and i've talked about the turkish eu relationship in a previous stream but every sunday i do a show on geopolitics and international relations theory i think that when we do an analysis of politics or the culture war whatever you want to call it we focus way too much on the domestic and not enough on the fact that there's the, the rest of the world out there and it's important mm -hmm. for anyone regardless if you live in the west whether you live anywhere in the world that there's a, a much bigger story at play and a lot of actors behind the scenes that we should be aware of would you ever do a canada one i would love to do a canada one geo you want to come on and talk to me about how fucked canada is yeah but we we would need another <laughs> we would have to get like argent or someone else i'd actually oh. like to come on to that just to talk about how it was a really nice place to grow up but yeah that is that is a really fucked. that's the worst part is that it's almost like a uh, that's how i feel about my own home country <laughs> it's like a hidden it's like a hidden um darkness right because like it, it's so nice and 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 it was so idyllic in so many mm -hmm. ways but then it it reveals itself to be something that, that is that, yeah yeah that's built mm -hmm. upon something that is going to destroy all yeah. of us you know what i mean yeah it's, it's yeah frustrating. Uh, but and, uh, remus and geo you're more than invited just dm me on twitter we can schedule absolutely something. brother absolutely sure. And one more thing, by the way, so uh, the United States supported the Mujahideen during the 80s, and ALF came out in 1986. Imagine a series called Alfganistan, where ALF, Alf was goes just... to Afghanistan. Well, no, <laughs> Afghanistan well, would be... Mujahideen? Well, no, Afghanistan <laughs> is an alternate universe Afghanistan, which is full of ALF's people. So that's like where we come came oh, from. Oh wow! They are the Mujahideen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, are, I would love oh, that. that would aliens are Mujahideen. Yeah, so it would be, be like a similar, like a Star Wars thing, you know, with the Ewoks destroying the uh, Empire. Oh, the Soviet Union. Union. Yeah, I would love to watch Alf's yelling Inshallah, <laughs> <laughs> the whole fucking ball game. Just a bunch of just a bunch of just a bunch of Alf's yelling Alu Akbars. They eat a bunch of Russian cats. <laughs> <laughs> As they bomb a fucking Russian's, of course, yeah, the, the Russians. Uh... <laughs> All right, and, w 
And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are ending the stream for today. Thank you so much for watching. A big Holy thanks fuck, to... what do we do, five hours? Inshallah, Afghanistan will rise. Inshallah! <laughs> 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 and then it's like fucking... I wonder how Israel very would react briefly, to this very, Afghanistan. Very briefly. Uh, <laughs> just just oh, like oh, no, the oh. Russian MiG just exploding out of the sky. He's got a laser. Very briefly, just before we end, did you guys see that video out of uh, South Africa of all of the Muslim Pakistani guys yeah. like creating a firing line? That is some yeah. of the most bizarre. They like, just it's fucking so mowed down. No, I got it. It's a bunch of Pakistani dudes with their cars set up. There's a horde of people coming. Yeah. And this guy's just like, behind you is 30 years of your blood, sweat, and tears. He's just fucking hyping these dudes up Or so the Indian, hard. the Indian yeah, the Indians. where they're beating oh, them yeah, to death. I was yeah. ready to fight. I oh, was ready who, to fight. Where was the video of the South Africans where they had all the looters, like, naked on all fours, walking around oh, like dogs? Or the my, row, row, row your boat. That was good. <laughs> my old, you know what my old man loves? He finds this, like, I don't know why he finds this so hilarious. You know what your old man loves? He loves Israel, so we better do a stream yeah, with yeah, him yeah, yeah, versus you on Patreon. He's gonna give us a hundred dollars. Did that to me. He's gonna Anyways, give us a hundred dollars. What do you need eighty dollars for? <laughs> oh God! Don't you start, potentialist. Don't he, you he start. He loves how every third world police force, especially in like in India, they have the canes. So he's like, he yeah, goes and beat the fuck out of you. So he, yeah. he used to like look up videos on live leaks like india canes <laughs> and like the police would just like beat looters in the street or like when they had the woo oh flu the restrictions he, they were just like fucking whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. he yeah, does the fucking sound too it's like, whoosh, whoosh. It's like yeah, that, that's wow. a very distinct no sound <laughs> yeah yeah Amazing. I don't know why he finds it amusing for some reason. Well, they just in, get in general, <laughs> Gio, in general, we got to have your old man on the stream for other streams. Just like oh, set up God. a separate. No. A, a, do you have another computer in the house? Yeah, my dad is cringe. I know he's a boomer. What do, do you, you another, want? Do you have another computer in the house? Yes, I could give him my mic. My other yes, mic. there we go. Oh, well, give him another mic so that <laughs> both of you guys are on at the same time. But anyway, guys, this is the end of the stream. Good night, everybody. God bless. Take care. Inshallah. 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 Inshallah.